Cameron Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith on SEN. Welcome to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. I'm super excited, Smithy, because you wouldn't believe it. What's that? On the show today, yes, we have Kieran Foran on for an interview. The Foz. The Foz dog. Yep. We've got Dale Finucane on for an interview. And yes. we've got Junior Paulo on oh. for an interview. So it's a chock-a-block show. Plus, we'll be talking about Magic Round. We might even talk about the great Gal being one of the toughest players ever to play the game after last night's heroics effort. Didn't get the win. Yes. But I tell you what, didn't lose a fan. So, so tough. But, Smitty, mate, how you been? I've been really good. I've actually, um, well, a bit going on, but not so much because of the rain. Wow. What, what's going on? Speak to me, Smitty. I've got no idea. There's some sort of rain event going on. <laughs> El Nino, El Nino. El Nino, El Nino. I think it's El, El Nino. That's what? the wet one. Okay, El Nino when, is when, okay. it's, um, when we're in a drought. But um, just it just will not stop up here. And, and unfortunately, it's, gonna, it's raining on Magic Round weekend. Yes. On the biggest weekend for uh, the NRL. Um, but it's a sellout. It's a sellout on Saturday. It's been sold out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I tried to get tickets. Couldn't get tickets to me. I can't even get in. What do you mean? I can't. I don't, Mate, I got no surely pool. the beak. Come on. A bit of pool, guys. I'm Surely. saying, get me in there, please. Andrew Abdo. <laughs> See, I know he's a he's a huge uh, listener of the <laughs> oh, captain's yeah. run. So, um, Andrew, please, couple of tickets, just two. Surely, two for the beak. Can we get he's something? A, he's a big promoter of uh, of your game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but hoping everyone's staying safe, please. It's like it's been ridiculous up here, mm. um, southeast Queensland. Oh, yeah. sorry, actually, all along the all along the Queensland coast, I. I spoke to Jonathan Thurston uh, not that long ago, and he said they've they've been copying it up there in Townsville oh, really? as well. So, wow. um, please, everyone, stay safe. We know we've had some issues with flooding and all that. Um, stay out of flood waters. Don't go driving through it, please. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, just let's get through this together. Um, and the footy will go on. It'll yeah. it'll 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 play on. Um, Suncorp is. I was up. I was up there doing some filming the other day mm. uh, for Magic Round, and it looks unbelievable. Schmick as anything. It looks fantastic. Um, so I, I think we'll be in for some blockbuster matchups. Kicking off, well, first up, it's it's Broncos and, and Manly. Well, no, Broncos, and it's actually Knights Newey at six. Oh, sorry, and then sorry, it's Broncos sorry, sorry. Manly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're, you're totally right. Actually, I the Knights Bulldogs game for for people that you know absolutely love their footy like myself. Yep. It actually it's the game where mm-hmm. if people remember, Kalen Ponga put on one of the greatest steps. Of all time, oh. on the great Kieran Foran, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Broke his ankles. Broke his ankles, a poor bloke. Um, no, hey, guys, not not uh, literally. It's uh, figuratively. Yeah, figuratively broke his ankles. Mm. Uh, and you know what? The Foz dog bounced back as he always does. And how good is he going now? We've Mate, got him on the show, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Can't wait. I mean, well, let's just talk quickly about Kieran Foran. Mm. What an incredible... If someone had said to me in the last year of his dog's deal, the Bulldogs... Yes. Yep. He's going to not only come back and be able to play week in, week out, mm. but he's also going to come back and play some extremely good footy. So much so that Manly, in my opinion, are not a threat unless Kieran Foran is playing well. That's well, that, how important he is. That's that's just where they're at right now, yeah. isn't it? And that combination, he's reformed with uh, Daly Cherry Evans, mm. um, playing some great footy. Um, and he's just announced that he's moving on yes. to the Titans next year. So um, well done to Foz. We'll chat to him about that and get his thoughts on the move and um, yeah, and the, and the rest of this season where that place is uh, manly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Magic Round, do you think the weather is going to affect? You know, obviously it's going to affect games, but do you think it's going to have a drastic effect on the type of footy we see? 
or and I was I think a few weeks ago because I've been thinking about the rain and mm. will it affect results and that. But I was thinking a few weeks ago I can't remember if it was the Storm or Penrith or even maybe the Eels, and they were throwing it around like it was dry footy. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I I wonder are we at that level now where players can just it doesn't really affect it that much? I don't think so. And I was going to mention uh, there's been a couple of games um, recently, Campy, where they've played in the, in the wet conditions and. Um, they don't. They, they don't change the the current players. Yeah, they don't. Their mindset doesn't change. Crazy, and they don't go away from their usual game plan if they were playing in some dry weather. They yeah. they they're happy to throw the ball around. Mm. So you know, depending on this, particularly Friday, I think Friday is going to be the worst of the conditions. They're predicting something like forty or fifty mil. Yep. Um, through Brizzy and Gold Coast area. Um, hopefully we don't get that much, but maybe if it's going to affect a couple of games, it might be those two games on Friday. Mm. Where where they're saying it's going to be absolutely pelting down, um, and then it dries up a little bit Saturday, and I think it's gone by Sunday. Okay, so let's let's hope that um, you know it doesn't have too much uh, effect on those first two games on Friday. Of course, we got um, three across Saturday, and and one of those being the blockbuster Storm Penrith. Oh wow! Um, many saying the uh, the game of the season, which it should be. It's you know it's it's one v two. Uh, Penrith copying a loss last week against Para. Para mm. were fantastic. Um, Panthers were a little bit off, but um, suffered their first loss at home in 22 matches. Kempi, incredible! What what an achievement by that group of blokes! Crazy, and, and you know what the 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 achievement. The reason why it's so good is that every for every win that you have at, at that at that venue. Every team that goes up there is aware of it, yeah. so they want to be the ones that that break that that run mm. or you know knock you off at home. It's it's you know I'm sure Parramatta, you know especially coming off that embarrassing loss to the Cowboys up in Darwin the week before, mm. I'm sure they that would have been almost like a, a grand final win for them, mm. beating Penrith at home. Yeah, it's just like there there hasn't been a team that's been able to do it since 2019. That's just—it's just crazy to think. It boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. Crazy. So you know, I think you need to—we need to really, you know, tip the cap to Penrith and and because for each win it gets harder. Mm. Not only the pressure, you know, from opposition and and the heat that you feel from them, but the expectation. Yeah. There's expectation to just win. Mm. Now they had the the atmosphere. I was out at that match. Um, the atmosphere out at um, Bluebet Stadium was incredible. Mm. It had been sold out. I, I can't remember. I can't remember the last uh, club like normal round game of mm. the season being sold out. Yeah. Now I know wow. it's not a huge stadium, but they had twenty thousand in there. Yeah. And, like, and for just a, a club game. That's what know? I mean. Crazy. It'd been sold out for a week. Wow. So it was just great. It was great scenes. Um, great atmosphere. They scored early, which just got the the crowd up and about. Um, but but Parramatta, I'll tell you what they. Um, they showed great resilience, great resolve to hang in there in those tough moments, and uh, they got the job done. Now we've got some text, Smithy. Uh, also, guys, make sure to call in 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. But we've got Sam from Cronulla. He says, Goat and Smithy. Goat and Smithy. <laughs> yeah. What are your I thoughts on Moylan at the Sharkies, and should they renew his contract? Now, just for some context, Mm. Uh, I guess the sticking point reportedly, reportedly, is that the Sharks want one year extension. Yes, Moylan wants a two year extension. Yeah, we spoke about this last week. We spoke about it last week. So, mm. what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, 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 I can understand where both parties are coming from. You know, Matt Moylan's probably playing some of his 
his best football he has in his entire career. He, he looks fit. Mm. He's injury-free. Um, but also, I, I guess, from a club point of view, they're probably thinking, well, mate, you've, you've had a run of injuries. Mm. So, you know, if we, if we go any more than 12 months, if we go a multi-year deal, does it leave us a little bit vulnerable if you pick up one of those long-term injuries you've had in, in the past? Yeah. So I can understand why they're a little bit um, put off by that. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they just, they just need to come to some sort of um, neutral decision there where it's great for uh, Matt Moylan and also the club, yeah. whether, whether that be a, some sort of um, you know, neutral option for, for both parties. Mm. Um, if, if there was to be um, like a, a, a serious injury or a long-term injury arise during that period, but um, there's no doubt he's playing great football. Mm. So I can understand why he's asking for a couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, in his mind, he's like, yeah, of course I'm going to – I feel I'll be able to play. Yeah, those I feel years. good. I feel yeah. ready. Yeah. Uh, now, other text here. High bloke and other bloke. Broncos have Cobo, Oates, and Farmworth off contract. If they cannot afford all three, who do they prioritise to keep, and who do they let go of? <laughs> what a tough question. Well, well, I think I think you know as as you know hard as this may be, but I think your 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 preference or prioritise the two younger guys, mm. don't you? I think it's Cobo and and Herbie, mm. really. Um, and although Corey Oates, like he, he is in talk about someone that's found form again. Like he's so in, important. He's in some of his career best form, and and this is I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to um, this isn't a scoop or anything. I'm just tossing this yep. up. Like he he's put himself in contention for Origin again. Mm, absolutely with his form, no oh, doubt. Like he's just he's 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 try scoring ability this year is as good as any winger. Mm. Like he's finding himself in space, he's he's taking high kicks, he's just he looks confident and I've I've covered a few uh Broncos games, Kempi, and I've actually caught up with him uh pre and post some of those matches. Mm. And he just he said he he's he's comfortable with his body. He's he's really happy with the role that he's got now. Mm. Um where it's just mate you're playing wing, this is the job we need you to do. And he's and that's why he's going back because he's confident in his game, he's confident in his body, and he's happy. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's playing great. But if 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 you are under some cap pressure, and I guess you know you're looking to sign two of those three, that if I was in the Broncos' position, they they're probably going to be looking towards more of the youth side rather than rather than keeping Oatsy. Yeah, look, and it's it's not even about really form. It's more just about what is the next five years look like for the Broncos. It's a really interesting one. If I'm the Broncos, I'm trying to hold off the negotiations as long as possible. And why I mean I would hold off is because if the Broncos can get another four or five of these great games together, mm. all of a sudden you can go to these three blokes and go, boys, look what we're building here. That's right. You know, whereas like last year, if we were having these negotiations, mm. how do you sell the boys? Oh, we're building something great. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're not, what, what are we building? We're not building anything. Yeah. Whereas this year, yep. it's three on the trot. Yep. If we go, you know, three from the next four or something, you truly can go to them and go, boys, we have one of the youngest. So I did some stats. Uh, the Broncos forward pack, the most experienced forward before Kate Will arrived was Payne Haas with 68 games. That's crazy. So on the weekend, without Payne Haas, without Kurt Catewell, mm. the most experienced player Paddy was Paddy Carrigan yeah. with 65 uh, NRL games. Man of the match. Everyone else was about 20, 30, six games. And so when you look at that and you go, hang on a sec, this t- they've beaten the Rabbitohs, they've also beaten the Sharkies. Mm. With such a young forward pack, this really could turn into something special. Mm. But the challenge is 
keeping these boys together. Yeah. Um, Keenan Palacia, Flegler was outstanding off the bench. It mm-hmm. really is growing into, you know, I, I hate to say it so early, but when we saw the the Penrith young players coming through and we were excited by them, yep. we're seeing the beginnings of that. Now, they obviously have to actually deliver. They haven't done anything yet. Yep. But this, if it is the start, this is the start. And they have to be willing to stay together, like you said, like those Penrith players yeah. have. Now, now, over the next few years, we may see, you know, those those squad members of the Panthers go to different clubs because now their value rises, and that's just that's just a natural progression of um, NRL players. So you start off as a as a young guy, a rookie. Mm. You know, you build up if if you can keep that you know sort of squad together or that that main group together for a long period of time. You know, you're going to become more successful as a team. Mm. You're going to become more successful as an individual. Start playing representative football, but then your then your value goes up. Yeah. So if they can try and keep this group together, like you mentioned, for the next you know three to four years, there's an, there's an opportunity for that Broncos side to do something special mm-hmm. and put themselves in contention to win a premiership. But but the sell for the that's the sell that the club need to take to the players mm. to say, hey, listen, boys, look what we're trying to build here. This is our plans. This is our intentions. Come along for the ride with us. Um, we will pay you as best we can to try and keep this squad together because we think it's a it's it's we're we're building something really good here. Mm. Um, put a little bit of trust in us. Obviously, you 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 know you you got to be happy with what you're being paid. Like you can't be being paid half of yes. your value. Yeah, but at times you need to sacrifice. Uh, you know, some financials if you want to be a part of something good. It's just, it's just what has to happen. Yeah. And then from there, you know, in the long run, you know, as you mentioned, some of these guys, like they're just starting, they're only 50 games into their career. Mm. Then they must make a decision when they're, you know, sort of five years down the track, do I stay on again for less or do I now know, do I now go and make, make my money, which they'll be able to do. Yeah. If they get, if they, if they taste success at the Broncos, they start becoming, you know, consistent representative footballers. That's when that's when they get their pay. Absolutely, you know. And just to reflect on the Broncos' successful years, what I can absolutely guarantee you is you would have been shocked at the amount of pay cuts some of the games' oh, absolutely, biggest mate. players were taking during 2006 when we won that comp. Mm. We're talking some of the biggest names in the game. You know, Sammy Thayde, Corey mm. Parker, all of those boys. Yep. Sacrifice for each other yeah, to win that. Sean Berrigan's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a great quote from uh, Keenan Palacia that I just love to, to see. He said yesterday, it would have been a bad reflection on my character to turn my back on the club after they've been loyal to me for all of these years after he re-signed. Yep. Paddy Carrigan has also uh, t- taken a pay cut to stay. He yes. got a big offer somewhere else. Yep. Uh, so look, it, it, it's pointing in the right directions. You just got to hang in there. Yeah, it's good to see that there's still some loyalty in the game. Yeah, because it's it's slowly dwindling. Let's let's be honest. Absolutely. Like, and and that's both ways. That's mm. that's that's clubs and players. Yeah. Towards each other, um, and that's due to the fact that there's so much money involved in the game now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's there's there's almost ten million dollars in a salary cap Crazy. to spend. Crazy. So when you get clubs that aren't doing so great and they're looking to you know get out of a a rut that they're in or just chasing a premiership, they, they start throwing ridiculous money around the players. Well, when we were coming through, Smithy, the marquee player was like four or 500K max. Yeah. yeah. That was your marquee guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, oh, there was there was no 
I don't think there was any million dollar players. Like there was a period of time there where oh, you were only a young fellow, I was only a teenager. But when the Super League come through, there was some yeah crazy salaries getting around then. Mm. But um, but you know, I remember when I first started, like the I reckon like there there was no million dollar players. There just mm. wasn't. Yeah, and and because the money wasn't there, the salary cap was around four million. Yeah, so it's yeah. half more than half of um what it is now. Yeah, but it's just anyway. So. That's just where we're at. All right, guys, we're going to head to the break. But after the break, we've got Dale Finucane coming up on the show. I'm so excited. Oh. So make sure to stay tuned, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Smithy, mate. Mm. I've got one of your absolute favourite blokes. Oh, the great man. I'll tell you what, this this guy, right, he is, well, he's considered uh, as Craig Bellamy's third child. <laughs> wow, there he is. Is that is that true, Dale? Are you D- Bellamy's third child? Oh, that's very rich coming from Cameron. <laughs> How are you, Dale? I'm good, mate. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, mate. Hey, listen, tough, uh, really tough victory over the weekend. Um, f- first up, you know, player in the uh, sent off, Will Kennedy, and then Jesse Ramey gets 10 in the bin. What were your thoughts on that victory and how was the team afterwards? Yeah, I thought it was a really tough win. You know, how resilient the boys stayed throughout that whole period. I think we were, we were without Will for 65 minutes of that game and then yeah. obviously first stands are in that second half, you know, down to 11 without Jesse. So um, I think the most pleasing thing as well that came out of it was the fact that we kept them scoreless in the second half. Um, you know, there were no trials, I think. They scored in pretty quick succession after Will had, Will had gone off the field, but the fact that they were scoreless in that second period and, you know, we looked quite strong, I guess, in the back half of that half was... Um, I think it'll be a game that you really reflect on throughout the year to sort of, you know, draw a bit of inspiration from. Mm. Mate, was that... What's your assessment of the Warriors now? Like, we don't want to bag people here, but, what, like, what was your assessment of their second half? Like, they struggled against Melbourne. They've str- Their second half seemed to be just... I don't know, they just forget how to play. Like, What was your thoughts over the weekend? Yeah, not too sure, to be honest. Like, as you know, Smith, like you're, obviously you're focused on yourself when you're playing in those games, particularly given we were so many men down at, at one point in time. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard because it was quite a tough physical game, you know, yeah. in that first sort of stands in that first 15 minutes. Um, they say, oh, I, I can't put my finger on you know, exactly what it was. They obviously just fell away in the back back part of that that game especially mm. now you spoke about the, the resilience that the thing that you're really proud about is that something that um new coach craig fitzgibbon has brought to the club i know you you would have had a pretty uh solid pre-season but is that something that he's brought to the club and definitely like the mentality that you see in your defense this year yeah i think it's not too dissimilar to craig and i guess he's you know defensive mindedness he's obviously been a defensive coach for the last decade at the roosters so it's no secret or surprise that that was sort of the mentality that he was going to bring to to our club. But, um, you know, he sort of was pretty inspiring, I guess, at halftime, talking about hanging on and, um, you know, knowing that we'd sort of been through a tough period, I guess, in the last 25 minutes of that first half. But, um, yeah, I guess he sort of brought in some new principles and, I guess, a new style of defence that, I guess, you weren't sure how it would transfer into the team, into the sort of into our team because it's it's one thing to do you know drill stuff in pre-season but then it's it's one thing to transfer it into a game but I thought it had transferred really well and that was probably the biggest test of of that on the weekend and yeah as I said how resilient we were in the second half now Dale I've got a bit of mail out of Cronulla 
It's about your boy Nico. <laughs> Apparently, he's been rolling around calling himself the Prince, the Prince of Cronulla. Is is this true? Oh, no, it's not true. He's been calling <laughs> <laughs> the king, the king, oh, the king of the <laughs> 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 um, Mate, just just on Nico though, you know, you were obviously with him at the Storm. Was did it play? Because I spoke to Nico a few weeks ago, and he he talked about how excited he was when he saw you rock up for the Sharks as well, and he kind of just had a little moment with you, going, "How, how cool is this?" Was was that something that I guess played a little a, a little part in, in getting you to the Sharks or you know did you speak it at all yeah. before you signed or? Yeah, it was a pretty big part actually, and um, you know we had some options at that end point. I think it was sort of July. I think was the period of the year that I signed at Cronulla. But prior to that, we'd had a couple of options, and I was always talking to Nico, you know, about what my options were because I think you know he was obviously keen for me to come to the club at that stage as well. And, you know, when I finally did, it was almost like two little kids who were sort of like pretty happy with each other and just excited that we were going to be moving on to our new opportunities together. Um, so, yeah, we actually embraced each other and we were, we were really excited when that actually happened. So it was, um, it was, um, and, and the other thing, I guess, that came with that as well, you know, talking to Nico about obviously the pitch that Craig Fitzgibbon had, had given both of us. And, and I think we were both really excited to, to hear what he had to say and as I said Nico obviously had other opportunities that he could have explored as well but I think of all the options we had you know that that was where we could see ourselves being successful and I guess as I said similar to what we'd come from at the Melbourne Storm where Craig Fitzgibbon was a defensively minded coach he'd, he'd obviously had success at the Roosters as well so that obviously played a big role in it as well. How have you found your move Dale from um, from Melbourne up to Sydney obviously a lot more spotlight on rugby league in particular and, and the players involved in the competition compared to Melbourne. How's how's the transition been for yourself and the family? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, Smithy. It's it's uh, it's something that wasn't too unfamiliar to me either, obviously given that I played at the Bulldogs and I lived in this area when I was uh, when I lived up here um, playing for them. So it wasn't like a transition obviously going from Sydney to Melbourne where, you know, in Melbourne I didn't know the city at all. Um, I didn't really know any of the players down there. So the transition was probably a bit easier. I've probably been a little bit older helped as well, but mm. the family's really enjoying it here. And a little bit closer to home for us as well to get back to, to see family. And you know, my mum's down the road in Wollongong to help with the kids. So it's, uh, the transition's been really good. And as I said, the family's really enjoying it. Uh, Dale, now you're known for basically some of the best preparation in the game. I just want to speak to you about what what is your game day prep? And I guess how... Oh. Here we how, go. How bang on is it for the fans, mate? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I have eased um, a lot, obviously, because, you know, obviously having kids, you had to adapt a little bit more to um, to their needs and, and your family. So things have changed a little bit, I guess. I'm probably more flexible in the fact that, you know, rather than being so regimented on, you know, going for a walk at this time and stretching at this time, I've sort of bit more flexibility. I might take the, the little fellow down to the park or I might go and get him like a, a little baby chino or something like that. So that's, I guess, the things where I still get my, my routines in and, you know, I still have the same brekkie every morning. Um, I still get up, still go for my walk, have a stretch and those sorts of things. But they're just probably more <clears throat> around the family a little bit more than what they used to be. Um, obviously, my wife's really good at sort of giving me the night off prior to the game and you know, if the kids are playing up, sleeping in another room and those sorts of things. So um, sort of a bit of, bit of to and fro, but it's, um, 
yeah, I do love to get a nap in actually as well. I do love me two and a half hours of sleep, so that's um, that's a bit of my time as well. <laughs> and so the rumours that you sit in a dark room listening to heavy metal, metal music for two hours, that's not true. <laughs> uh, just prior to me going to sleep, just really quiets me down. Mate, also, you know, just, just about your, your game plan with the Sharks, is it that much different? Obviously, you don't have any good detail, but is it that much different from even the Bulldogs or Storm? Is, is there a style of play that Fitzgibbon has really brought to the club that you're noticing, or is it you know, rather similar to what you've played before? It's funny with Craig. He's sort of just given um, you know, a bit of a template that he wants the, the guys to work with, and he lets the assistant coaches really deliver that. He sort of, I would say, stays away from it, but obviously he's a defensively-minded coach, but... Um, I'd say that that's probably more so our assistance role, as I said, with that template, but they've more or less got a bit of freedom to, to do what they want as well. They're both sort of, I wouldn't say unstructured players, but their their strengths are probably, the, you know, watching Nico play at fullback for the Storm last year and, and with us this year, he's, he's a very instinctive type player. And, you know, Moiser is as well. So I guess they've got a little bit of free reign, but within saying that, it's, you know, there's an element of structure to it. Hey, Dale, just before we let you go, mate, one last question. Now, many people might not realise this, but you've been a part of six grand finals for a couple of premierships. So you know about that winning feeling. You know when a team's on track to be a part of you know, finals and, and, and maybe even get to that last game. What's the feeling like at the Sharks this year and, and where do you think you guys are headed? Yeah, it's obviously a good feeling so far, given that we've you know, probably gelled a little bit quicker than we'd expected. As I said, bringing that new defensive system in, it's hard to know whether it's going to catch straight away. Um, obviously, the spine's been quite similar the last couple of years for the Sharks, but Nico obviously coming in um, has gelled a lot quicker than, as I said, expected as well. So, um, you know what it's like. You don't want to get ahead of yourself too early, but um, as I said, we're, we're tracking quite well at the moment. And probably the biggest thing to to tighten up for us is just our consistency in some of those defensive areas where... You know, we, we were competitive against the Storm, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. But they did end up piling 34 points on. So that's obviously something that was disappointing, you know, given that we were competitive in that game for such a long period of time. So probably just against those really quality sides is just, you know, keeping it as tight as we can. Mate, thank you so much for joining us, Dale. Really do appreciate it. And um, I love watching the Sharkies play this year, mate. So thank you so much for joining us, brother. Good luck this weekend, mate. No worries. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. See you, Dale. There he is, the one and only Dale Finucane. Oh, he's a good fellow. Oh, he's a great legend. footy player. He's a, he's a champion bloke. Mate, I tell you what, we'd love to have a beer with him just quietly. Yeah, oh. We'd love to have a beer with yep. him. <laughs> we're gonna a head bloke to a, beer. A bloke beer. Absolutely, a bloke beer with him. But we're going to head to a break. And after the break, we've still got Kieran Foran to come on the show and Junior Polo. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get straight into some previews here, Smithy. We've got the mm. Bulldogs versus the Knights. Canterbury Bulldogs, only one change with Chris Patola. Coming on to the bench for Ava Sui Manafagai. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Manafanai. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moves to 18th man. Uh, Newey Knights, Mitchell Barnett and Adam Clune have been named to return and they replace Jack Johns and Phoenix Crossland. Edric Lee with a head knock will need to pass concussions to play. Concussion test, sorry. Tyson Brazell, illness, and Dane Gagai, cheekbone, are still both out. How mm. do you see this playing out, mate? Well, this is, this is a game for pride, isn't it? Holy. Really? Oh. It's 15 versus 16. Knights have lost, is it now six in a row? 
Seven in a row. Seven. Seven. They've lost the seven. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they're not favourites. The doggies are favourites. No, I would. Yeah, and un- understandably so. Like I, I'd, I'd have the doggies as favourites leading into this too because Newcastle. I, I don't know what's happened to Newcastle since the start of the year. Um, you know, the Ponga thing's been up and down. They've had a look. They've had a ton of injuries. Let's mm. let's not forget that. Mm. Okay, they've had a ton of injuries. Probably the worst out of anyone in the competition, I believe. Although there are some clubs that have picked up a few um, across the first eight weeks of the competition, Newey have just been smashed. And a lot of those players that, that um, have been missing are either key position players or some of their, their senior leaders. Mm. Um, so understandably, they've been off, but I just, they've, they've been non-competitive. It's, uh, they really have been non-competitive. No. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, Campy, but, you know, the, the really the, the strong the strong clubs the good clubs, it doesn't matter who they're missing. Mm. It's it's who they actually put out on the on the field, in you know those jerseys on the weekend, that stand up. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's not there. It matters who's there. Mm. Um, so you know, I'd really like, I'd like to think that Newcastle see this as an opportunity to say, hey, listen, let's get this season back on track because, or even even though they've lost a whole heap of games. On the run, where what halfway a touch before halfway through the season. Yep. This season in twenty twenty two, we'll we'll see a couple of teams make the top eight with a losing record, yeah, rather than a winning, <laughs> winning yeah. record. As Crazy. in, as in, they've lost more than what they've won. So, and you just don't know. You, you can't sit sit there now and say, "Well, we're, our season's gone." Yeah. You just can't. You cannot have that that mentality. Not at this part of the year, so you know who, who knows. Like, why why write off the opportunity that they could go on a run? Yeah. Now, obviously, it's going to be more difficult when you face you know teams like Penrith and Storm, Parramatta. Um, but why would you say that you can't beat any other team in the comp? Yeah. For the rest of this year. Yeah. And that really puts you in a good position to be a part of finals. So um, that that's for me. That's the mentality is that they have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm. Newcastle, yeah, that would be my mentality for the rest of this season. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you've, you're already at the bottom. Yeah, and it's already it's already a more disappointing year, basically, than you thought it would be. Oh, yeah. so just go out and absolutely rip and tear. The concerning yeah. thing I have though for the New Knights is mm. when you look at these two rosters beside each other, mm-hmm. the dogs probably have a better side on paper. <laughs> which is you know yeah, the matchups on yeah, paper. Yeah, and the matchups. I mean, you've got Adokar in the back line. He'd be the best back there. You've got you know Dufty and Ponga. You'd probably Ponga, Ponga would uh, be a bit better. But then mm. you look at the halves. You've got Burton, Burton. and Flanagan yep. against Hoy and Clune. You've got Thompson versus Clemmer. You know, that's a, a solid matchup. But then you've got Tavita. You know, so we go go through the whole team. So, look, I actually think it's going to be a fantastic clash because mm. they're both going to be desperate for a win. Absolutely. I, I just think that something is going to click in the nights where they're going to get angry enough to go, enough is enough. Yep. I'm sick of being disrespected by people talking that we're you know, not good, this, mm. that, and the next thing. And I think this is the game they're going to do it. Yeah, particularly some of Kalen Ponga's ability. Incredible ability. He really needs to lead this team this weekend and say, hey, boys, like this is, this is a game. There's nothing short of a victory for us. Yeah. That's it. Literally, no other option. Like, we're not even thinking about anything else than walking off the field with a win. Yep. I, I mean, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, going to be a great match. Now, I want to Manly Seagulls versus the Brizzy Broncos. Ola Kawatu returns to the side. Yeah. 
Some big ins for both teams. Big, yeah. big ins. Ben Travojevic and Ethan Bullimore retaining their spot in the starting side. Andrew Davey is the new man on the bench, while Morgan Harper moves to reserves. Schuster is battling a calf injury, but has been named in the extended mm. squad. Broncos, Payne Hass, Shoulder, and Kurt Cable Neck are back, which moves Carrigan to lock, Heathering to the bench, and Rabati to the reserves. Broncos are hoping to claim their fourth win in a row, first time since 2017. How do you see this playing oh. out, Smithy? Oh, look, oh, this, this is... I reckon outside of um, Penrith, Melbourne, I reckon this is probably your next best game. Totally agree. Oh, I think it's a fantastic match. Broncos outsiders um, on the market at the moment, $2.20. I think that's a good price. Oh, I really do. I was really impressed with them last week against the Rabbitohs. Um, the Rabbitohs, again, you know, we'll get onto them later, but they, they're, again, playing a little bit sort of patchy at times. Um the thing I'm most impressed with the Broncos this year is um, the energy that they that they're showing mm. um, throughout the entire the entire match, the the resilience in their defence, but their willingness to use the football, mm. their willingness to use the football out of their own end. I've, I haven't seen in so long with the Broncos the ball movement that they're showing at the moment, in, yeah. particularly in their forward pack, mm. particularly in the forward pack, and I and I really think. That's helped Adam Reynolds. I feel that his involvement has increased tenfold over the last, you know, fortnight, three weeks. Yeah. You know, in, in the start of the, the last two matches in particular, in the in the first set and second set, he's touched the ball like multiple times in yeah. a set. Whereas when he first come in, I know he's coming in, you know, off the back of, I think he had some ham, hamstring issues and yeah. a bit of a disrupted preseason, but... He was sort of he was letting the team just he was letting the forwards take you know four and five hit ups and then yep. he'd just come in on the last play and kick the ball. Mm. Whereas now he's he's actually t- you know taking on the line a little bit, promoting the ball to his forwards, you know taking you know back rowers into the line mm. and then reloading on the next play to then you know shift the ball across the other side of the field. It's just, and and he looks more confident and he looks yeah. more at home now in that attack. Yep. Um, so yeah, good signs for Broncos and and that, those guys you just mentioned like. Last week, Paddy Carrigan, right? He hadn't played a single game of football for a month, and he comes out and gets play of the match. Like he, his stats were great. Like his 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 carries and his run meters were fantastic. He had a he had a several offloads. One of those was a flick pass to Incredible. to um, Adam Reynolds. Reynolds to put him under the post. Yeah, just a just a wonderful player. I, um, I and, honestly think, and you know, obviously you don't know the future, but yeah. I think he is Queensland captain material. Absolutely, in the next he five could or be. six years, absolutely could be. Yeah, um, if if he if he continues on that on that sort of upward sort of trajectory that he's on, absolutely, he looks like a very down to earth young man. Um, you know, cares about the football club, and it shows in his in his the way he plays the game. Mm, absolutely, and and he he suits what Queensland and Broncos are all about. That yep. tough, no-nonsense yep. attitude. Yep. Uh, mate, I-, I totally agree. The Broncos, what I loved about last week, they had in every single start, mm-hmm. they lost the start, but they won the game. <laughs> they won the game. And that is a sign of just attitude because you can't team. measure attitude. That's right. It's the only thing you can't measure, yep. and that's what they won in, and that's all we need to build on. Mm-hmm. It's, the stats don't matter when your attitude is, you know, the, the stats will come. They'll come. Yep. And, and the Broncos did that so well. Now, um, the, the Manly Seagulls, look, they're going well. Yep. They're going well. They've put together some great wins. They've got people in great form. Ben Travojevic came in and was fantastic on the weekend. Tom yep. Travojevic, he still ran for 200-plus metres. Boren and, and Cherry. He's mate, a freak. No, he's a freak. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, Josh Aloye has been outstanding. Ola Kawatu, one of the form back rowers in the comp. 
this is going to be a fantastic clash. An yeah. absolute and, 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 and traditionally made a big a big matchup too at Suncorp. Mm. This is this is Manly's home game. Yes, yeah. They, Wouldn't and, you be dirty? Oh, hey, mate. It's almost a. It's almost like you know what? We're so confident. We'll just take that home game up and busy. Um, they towed us up last year though, so hopefully the boys remember that. <laughs> hopefully Very, the boys. It's a different looking Broncos side this year. I hope so. I hope so. Now on to the Warriors versus the Rabbitohs. Talk about an important game for two clubs that oh. are. They need a desperate for a turnaround. Yeah, and, and they're they're in a position right now where they're battling to stay in and around that eighth spot. Mm. So after the weekend's results, Rabbitohs drop out of the eight. They're ninth. Warriors tenth. Um, they just need to find some consistency. These these sides, and and they're both <laughs> their seasons are almost parallel as far as like they've they've shown us some really really entertaining exciting quality football mm. but then outside of that just no good oh mate it's like it's, there's been like it's not good both teams for a few weeks are going oh they've exceeded my expectations and then the next few weeks you're like oh they're actually playing worse than my expectations you know what i mean it's been mm. such a roller coaster with them yeah um and you know the rabbitos the the, the scary thing for the rabbitos is this could get ugly and what i mean oh. by that is because they're such a big club that were in a grand final last year mm. If this continues, the headlines will not stop. They yeah. will not stop because yeah. they, they just they they're such a big club. Yeah. They're such a big club. So if they want to stop that, the only way to stop those headlines from and you know, all the stories from coming out and mm. unread all that kind of stuff. We 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 know the drill that happens every year. Yep. Uh the only way to stop that is playing good footing. Yep. And there's no reason why they can't. Like yep. they've they've got a really good list and and there's a lot a lot being said about you know the changes there. The biggest change, like I know Adam Reynolds, and they're talking about yeah they should have signed him and whatnot. That was spoken about last year. That was said last year. That's yeah. that's old news. Big change is the coach. Yeah, like a huge change. And and you know better than most. Like you were coached by Wayne. You know the effect that he has on the players. Absolutely. And I'm not saying at all that uh, Jason Dimitro is not a good coach because he's been around the game for a long time. Mm. And from all reports, I don't know Jason. Yeah. But from the guys that I've spoken to who have been coached by him, they they say he's fantastic. Mm. But it's just different. Yeah, it's it's a different environment. It's it's there's different messaging. Um, you know the way that they uh, give feedback is is also different as well from the previous coach. That he's his own coach. He's not going to go in there and be Wayne Bennett. Yeah, he's he's himself. So you know that may be they might they might be adjusting to that, particularly the older players who who were coached by Wayne for quite some time. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you know this 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 football side. When you look at a team. That has players like Alex Johnston, Campbell Graham, a young man, but has been in the game now for a long time. Mm. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Tom Burgess, um, Jai Arrow. Yeah, the list goes on. Cody Nicarima's just joined that club, actually, so that, he's a big in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Liam Knight, he's he's been around now for quite some time. He's been involved in good games. You should be able to put together yeah. a few more consistent performances than what they have this year. Now, the Warriors, great return in Tohu Harris. Just want to send a shout-out to him. He is mm. the heart and soul of that side. I do think he's going to help them bring back oh, that huge. The soul that they had. Oh. In the, during the tough times, he mate, was so big. He, I'll tell you what, like he, he is one of those heart and soul players. But you know what, mate? He is such a good football player. Yeah. Such a good football player and very much underrated mm. with, with the role that he plays in all the footy sides that he's been a part of. So... Huge in for them. He takes over as the captain um, being back. Great matchup. Great matchup. Big game for both clubs.
Mate, absolutely huge game for both clubs. Uh, we still got Kieran Foran to come on the show, the great Kieran Foran. But after the break, we'll also have best hands from Schnitz. Schnitz. See you on the other end. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Yeah, that is right. They are the best hands in schnitty business. They are absolutely beautiful. We had them last week, and I tell you what, they don't get better than that. Uh, oh. Snitties, absolutely beautiful. They do wraps too. How good were the wraps? Those wraps were fed. Little, like little baby snitties. Little baby wraps. So if you're not starving, if you're just a little bit peckish, yeah. little baby schnitty wraps. Problem is I had about six of them. Yeah, I was hungry. I, yeah. well, I didn't have six. I had three. I was so hungry. But, mate, what have we got here? What, what have we got the, the best hands here? Uh, best hands. Um... Three, two, one votes again. One point this week. Uh, Cowboys second row, Helam Lukey. Got up above defenders. Uh, caught up. They, they seem to be scoring a lot of tries from kicks this year. Yeah, yep, absolutely. But that's just competing, isn't it? Mm. Which is um, fantastic. It's They're hungry, the Cowboys, and that's why they're sitting third on the ladder. Who would Kempe? have guessed that? Who would have guessed that? Uh, not us. <laughs> maybe... Um, maybe it was... Do you reckon okay. even Toddy thought that they'd be sitting at third right now? Uh, possibly not. Possibly not, but I, I would have thought that they they were really disappointed with where they finished last, last year and yeah. thinking, hey, we're a top eight side, we need to be up there. But, yeah. but third, fantastic. Hope they hope they keep that run going, uh, the cows. Um, but that was off another Chad Townsend kick. He's been fantastic too. Mm. Um, he doesn't get a vote. He kicked it because we're talking about best hands, not best Maybe feet. Maybe he gets half the vote. No, because it's best hands, not best feet. <laughs> uh, two points. Two points goes to, uh, uh, well, the king of Cronulla. Um, yep, that's Nico, been confirmed. Nico Hines, confirmed by Dale Finucane. 25-metre cutout pass for Connor Tracy. Stop uh, it. The score, well, it was his second try against the Warriors and, and great, mm. great scenes um, when he scored that try over in the corner. Imagine, what was it like scoring tries in the corner, Kempi? Like with the crowd right on top of you. Mate, it is... The game is – it's almost like when you score the try, it's like, oh, my job is done to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. Obviously, right. you have to score more tries. Yes. But, like, as a winger and that's your your job, it's kind of like it's a very content moment because yes. you're like, this is what I'm here for. Yeah, I've just got my I, job done. Yeah, whereas, like, if you do – let's say I did 10 runs or 15 runs and I made 150 metres or whatever, it's not as satisfying. Anyway, uh, three points. Three points. Um, well, we spoke about this one. Tommy Flegler, Pat Garrigan – the two flick passes that set up Adam Reynolds um, against the Rabbitohs. Fantastic, boys. Fantastic. That was best hands thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted Schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Cameron Smith. Now, Smitty, we've got uh, a guy that, to be honest, he's inspiring to me. And mm. I'm being serious. He, yep. uh, His journey, everything he's gone through, yeah. to come back the way he has and play the footy years at Manly, uh, it's been inspiring, mate. We've got the great Kieran Foran on the line. How are you going, brother? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Foz. How are you, mate? How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. Just keeping dry, actually. You, are you prepared for this rain up here or what? <laughs> they, they reckon it's coming, don't they, like? <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, she's well and truly here, mate. Trust me. It, it did not stop <laughs> raining yesterday, so you might need yeah. a snorkel, gumboot, something for this game on Friday night, but... um. Hey, mate, just uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you um, so much for you know, taking some time out to speak to myself and Kempi. Tell us a little bit about this year, mate, about the, the Manly Seagulls. Been a little bit sort of up and down across the first eight or nine weeks, but um, found some pretty good form. Yeah, um, yeah. look, we um, we got off to a rough start. We played uh, at Penrith and Roosters first up, and um, we didn't perform the way we would have liked. Um, but then we were able to, 
I think, build some confidence and string string a few wins together. And, and then we had a couple of back-to-back losses again. So you're right, it's, it's been a little bit up and down for us. Um, but I, I don't think we're in too bad a spot as it stands today. Um, we've got a couple of, you know, really big games coming up. Uh, obviously, Brisbane um, tomorrow night, and then we go Tara Melbourne. So it's a good good block for us to really test ourselves and, and see where we're really at. Mate, Foz, getting back to Manly, you put that jersey back on for the first time. Tell me what it feels like, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's like home, to be honest with you. I, um, <laughs> if someone had said to me three or four years ago, you know, you'll, you'll get an opportunity to go back to Manly and, you know, play uh, under Desi and alongside Daly again, I would have said you're dreaming. So, um, you know, the, the way it all panned out, it all, all sort of worked out for a reason. And um, I was really, you know, grateful to, to be able to get the opportunity to come back. And I've just, I've just loved it, mate. Loved every minute of it. It's, um, it's really brought the enjoyment back, back in my life and, and back mm. in my footy. And, um, yeah, I think it's showing, which is good. Do you, do you think that's been the key to your form, you know, particularly this year, Foz? Like, it's it's been great to watch you, mate. You're finding some, some of your best form in your entire career. And I know you've battled some injuries across the journey, but do you think that's been, you know, sort of a key to you finding your best footy again along with Daly Cherry Evans? Yeah, I think so, Smithy. I think um, I, I certainly can't underestimate the, the years that I did have at Canterbury and the role that that played in that, like... um. I obviously went through a really tough trot injury-wise and um, it really, I guess, built up a lot of resilience in me, um, both mm. mentally and physically. And um, although it was incredibly frustrating at the time, I think it's 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 paid dividends now. You know, I've learned a lot about my body and mind and, and just what I need to do to prepare myself to, to stay on the field and, and play at a, a high, consistent level every week. So, you know, that, that obviously... Um, you know, played a role and then also I think just coincided with coming back to Manly and and sort of being around a few familiar faces and, um, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by, uh, uh, you know, um, some some really, you know, top quality footballers in, in, in Daly and in the Travojevic boys and it certainly makes your role um, a lot easier when you've got those guys in your side. Now, Foz, huge news drops this week. You uh, you signed with the Gold Coast Titans. That's my neck of the woods, mate. So I'll uh, I'll be sure to pest you while you're up on the Goldie, yeah. mate. First I'll of all, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, congratulations, mate. But I guess walk through what's the thought process because you know you're in, you're a part of your career where you're so much more knowledgeable about everything that goes into such a big decision. You know what what uh, prompted the decision and and how did it all come about? Yeah, look, um. I think uh, in, in a perfect world, you know, um, finishing my career at Manly would have been, I guess, ideal. And, um, you know, it would have, I guess, been, you know, a great look and, and, and things like that. But uh, as we know, you know, things don't always work out the way that you would expect them to. And um, I think I was always realistic with the fact that, you know, coming back to Manly was was probably always going to be just a two-year thing. Um mm. You know, Des gave me that opportunity. Um, they've obviously got an, an enormous group of talented youngsters coming through um, that are the future of the club. And, um, you know, me and Des were really, I guess, honest. We've got a great relationship in that sense. And, you know, he's, uh, he was really honest about the club's position in terms of moving forward for the future. And I think um, once that became apparent, then I, 
you know, I guess I was able to, um, I guess, reach out and, and see what other options may be available. And um, once the Titans showed some interest, um, I just thought that'd be a great fit. You know, I, um, I spoke with, with, with obviously Justin Holbrook and was really impressed and um, just the things I'd heard about the club and the direction that the club's heading in. And um, I just thought, you know, it'd be a great fit moving forward. Just going back to Desi, um, Foz, you've played most of your career yep. under him as coach, haven't you? Yeah, I have, mate. Yep. And so, mate, just just tell just tell us a little bit about the impact he's had on on you as a footballer, but as a person as well. Yeah, I think um, the the biggest thing I, I find that I, I get out of Desi is is just his, I guess, his care for his players, um, mm. and I'm sure all the boys feel the same way I do, but. There's a genuine care there, you know. He he cares about your well-being and and you as a person before your your football, and it just makes you feel comfortable, mate. And um, and I think when you when you feel that belief from from a coach and and you know deep down um, that that this guy really believes in you and he knows what you can bring um, to a footy game, it it makes you feel ten feet tall, mate. You know you. You strap your boots on. You get ready to, you know. He talks to you before a game. He, he looks at the team in the eye. And you just don't want to let him down. And I, I think that's why he's had such a, a huge impact on my career. You know, so far is just because I, there's just this mutual respect there for one another. And um, I just, I just hate letting the bloke down, mate. Mm. Now, Foz, you know, you spoke about the incredible talent coming through at Manly. You've got guys like Schuster. I think there's Weeks. There's Fainu. Yeah. Outside yep. of winning, winning a premiership for yourself, you know, this year the, you hope the boys win the premiership uh, for Manly. Mm. Uh, do you yep. have you kind of put it in your mind like before I go, I would love to be able to set these young fellas up to have success at a club that I do have love for. For sure, yeah, that's definitely the goal now. You know, obviously, you know, going out on a high with the club and and trying to go deep into the finals this year is the first priority, and then I think second to that is is sort of leaving what I can in terms of my knowledge and, and experience on these, these next crop of guys coming through. You know, the club's, the club's in such a great position. You know, they've got Daly there, who's their leader and captain. He's, you know, been a wonderful player for such a you know, long time, the Trevojevic boys. And then, you know, as you said, this talent coming through with this next crop, you know, Schuster, Himole, um, Tolu, um, Tuopolosu, all these guys are just ready to jump out of their skin. So... Um, yeah, I'll be doing everything I can, mate, to just sort of leave the club in, in, in the best position possible so that they can, you know, be in a great position for future success. And speaking of talent, mate, you, you've played with some incredibly talented players, but have you ever seen a bloke do what Tom Dravojevic has done on a footy field? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I haven't in my career. I mean, um, obviously, there's been some... Yeah, I guess great players over the years that that have done it for an extended period of time, and I think that's obviously Turbo's next challenge now is to continue doing what he's been able to do for an extended period. But um, judging off what he was able to do last year, I, I don't think I've seen an individual year like that. It's just been um, it was just incredible, like just the way he was able to I don't know dominate a game just with his physical. I guess attributes and then um, you know his skill level and things like that. It was yeah, it was pretty phenomenal to to, to be out on the field with him um, each week. What, Foz, what about just tell us a little bit about those Trebojevic boys? They couldn't be 
any different, could they, Jake and Tom? Like we seen, I think we've seen pictures of uh, of Jakey. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I think was it against South, and he was just absolutely blowing up in into the, sheds. the boys. Into the boys, like yeah. Tommy wouldn't do that. He, he's he's all about <laughs> a bit more having fun and playing footy and all that sort of stuff. But Jakey Jakey takes it a bit more seriously, doesn't he? Yeah, they 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 are different. Like they're um they they're really, I guess, uh, high energy, positive guys. But Jakey mm. Jakey's uh, a lot more, I guess, vocally passionate and. Um, yes. you know, <laughs> I like that vocally passionate. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Um, he just, yeah, he just, he, he really gets into it, you know, and he he, he loves to lead and uh, by his actions and and inspire the boys and and mm. Tommy. I mean, Tommy's uh, he's growing into a really really good talker out there. Um, but you know, he's as you said, he's he's more just you know that sort of guy that's able to just do what he needs to do out on the footy field and the, and the boys will just follow him. Mm, mate, it's uh, mate, it's incredible to watch. And, and the young talent like Benjavojevic last week oh. was outstanding. Oh. Uh, mate, it's, it's been incredible to watch. Now, now with Manly, I guess, what, what's where's the next step for you guys from a game plan perspective? Do you think that your defence is where it needs to be? Is your attack where it needs to be? What's the progression for the next six weeks for you guys? Yeah, I, th- I think a bit of both, mate. I think um, I'd have to say defence. Like, I think... <clears throat> You look at the top sides at the moment in Melbourne and Penrith, and I just I just think their defensive resolve is is above where everyone you know probably else is. Um, you know we, you know for an example, you know we were up fourteen nil against Tigers last week. Um, it would have been great to, I guess, put them to the sword and and, and you know uh, hold them out. You know, but we we leaked twenty two points. Um, I, I I don't think you see Melbourne and Penrith do that. So that that would be our next step. Would be able to, I guess, build on our attack, but also just be able to kick teams, you know, to a shutout and and win a few games by keeping teams to nil or or six or or eight points. Now you spoke about your defence um, and you know your resolve there, Foz. Playing against a side they're looking for four in a row this weekend in the Broncos. It's essentially you know their home game, even though it's it's classed as yours. Where do you think? Um, it, it, there's an area for you to to win this match um, against them tomorrow. Yeah, it's um, I mean they're a pretty well rounded team to be honest. Like they they will test you through the middle with their pack. Um, they've got big guys and, and agile guys through the middle, um, but they've also got a lot of strike on their on their fringes. So I just think across the park we're going to have to be good. Um, you know you can't afford to have one on one misses again, especially on their guys out wide. Because uh, mm. they they got spread and they will hurt you. So I just think you know collectively, if we can all do our job together um, as a defensive line and and um, you know put pressure on them, then hopefully we can um, you know come away with the win. Now before we let you you go, mate, I've obviously signed with the Titans. Where are you looking for some real estate on the Gold Coast? Because if you need to <laughs> speak speak to Kempy, mate. Oh, he, give me a break. He really? owns half of the Gold Coast, mate. mate. They reckon the Smithy, Smithy is a, a real estate mogul up here. You can't go five metres, five minutes without seeing ha- one of his houses, mate. <laughs> oh, no way. You'd probably be renting one up here, mate, and you wouldn't even know it. Do you, do you surf? What are you, are, you, are you getting into the surfing side of things? Are you, are you looking forward to that? I'm an absolute kook on a surfboard. All I do is uh, spend an hour out there paddling around, not getting on the waves. But I, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't mind a few hobbies. I love my fishing and things like that, mate. So, 
um, hopefully uh, you can show me a few fishing spots when I get up here, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be be ready to enjoy it. Well, if you like your golf, mate, let me know. We'll go for a couple of hits. Yeah. Oh, mate, Smitty yeah. loves his golf. Loves his golf, mate. Yeah. Boz Dog, thanks so much for joining us, brother. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah. And just congratulations on everything you've achieved over the last couple of years to, to bounce back the way you have, mate. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Good on you, mate. Keep it up. Cheers, well. mate. Thank you. Legend. There he is. The oh, foreign. Foz. The Foz Dog. I mean, I mean, talk about a bloke that put his body on the line oh. as a defender and attacker. Yeah, taking the ball into the line. Oh, he just—he's similar to like a Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, where he just—he—he he did what he had to do for his team and yep. his teammates, the blokes around him. So he's trying to promote, you know, the back rowers and and the edge players around him, um, and he—he he has copped a lot of hits across his career, mate. Tough as anything, and as you can hear, guys, fantastic bloke. Now we've got Connor from Brookvale on the line. Are you oh, there, Connor? Good segue, Brookie. Yeah. G'day, got how you how you guys going? Hey, Connor. That's all right. Uh, mate, boys, absolutely love the show. Honestly, if, I, if I'm judge, I give you three Dally M points every week. Seriously. It's a great show. Three Dally M's. Um, How good. Yep, every yes. week. Best radio, best radio show out there. Uh, mate, Cameron, I've just got a quick question for you, mate. Um, in the 2020 grand final, um, I noticed before kickoff when I was watching it mm. live that there was a moment of you addressing the players in the sheds before you ran out. Um, mm-hmm. And I noticed you pointing at the Storm jersey and addressing yep. the players in a really unique and calm way. And it, it, it looked really passionate, yet you clearly helped set a really calm presence in the moments before you walked them out one last time. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate on, on what you spoke to the players about exactly. And, and uh, you know... Yeah, when you were pointing to the jersey while addressing them, and, and just quickly while you, um, if you if you could possibly just give my wife some tips on how to address me calmly, uh, <laughs> if I'm spending too much if, if I'm spending too much time on the PlayStation. <laughs> good. Oh, love, mate, I've got no tips for your lovely wife. I think, mate, I think I've got a tip for you. Just listen to your wife, yeah, please. I think that's tip. that's the best tip. Oh. Um, but as far as the uh, 2020 grand final and, and before in the sheds, it, it was mainly – I didn't really change too much with my messaging that I had for every other game. It was more just going through um, just a quick reminder about our game plan, particularly about our first 20 minutes and how important that was and, and some areas where we really wanted to um, uh, make sure that we did really well to give ourselves an opportunity to be in the game and, and some areas where we thought we might be able to attack uh, Penrith, but the the jersey thing, if if you can cast your mind back to that 2020 season, um, we actually had um, a big V in the middle of our jersey, like just just above our sternum, mm. um, and that was just representing you know the state of Victoria and and given the situation that um, all Victorians were in um, at that stage, you know through the pandemic they were going through you know pretty harsh lockdowns and whatnot. And it was just a reminder to all of us about actually who we were playing for because we, we spent the most part of that season um, in Queensland. And, and you know, we were in sort of our bubble situation where we couldn't do a whole lot either, but we are certainly doing a lot. A lot we are a lot better off than, than um, a lot of Victorians back home. Um, and so it was a reminder for us. It was a little message to all of our fans. And, and, and even if they weren't Storm fans, you know, it was just Victorians in general, if they were tuning into the you know, storm games throughout that season and particularly the grand final where they could see that V on our jersey. Like, we were doing it for them. So that was just a little reminder about who we were representing, um, you know, the jersey that we were wearing, that we were taking into such a, a significant game. 
and what it meant for people back at home because like if if we're f- if it's fair like they they didn't really have a whole lot to look forward to mm. other than you know watching their sporting sides go around on the weekend so that that's all that was about just a little reminder to the boys about you know one the game plan and two who we're representing and and, and you know I'm really proud of uh, the way that you know the team went out and represented Victoria mm. mate thank you so much for the call Connor really do appreciate it mate thanks guys I really appreciate Good that stuff, thanks mate. Cameron good on you Great, mate. What a great insight. What a great insight. And, and, and I think by extension, obviously, representing uh, Victoria, but I think also just everyone that was struggling, you yeah. know, recognising that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It was, and, you know, we were fortunate. We were able to uh, work. Yeah, We were absolutely. able to go out and do our, our, our thing and when many people couldn't and they were struggling through that. So hopefully that, that helped a few people get through some tough times. Absolutely. Uh, now, we're going to head to a break. But after the break, we're going to break down young players that are climbing up the Bailey ladder after mm. nine rounds of the NRL season. Call the line, 1170 or next text us on 0457 736 736. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladder. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. Smithy, what have we got? Uh, first up uh, from uh, my team, the Storm, Tyron Wishart. Mate, t- talk about a versatile footballer. Now, this man, we're, th- we're talking about a young man who hadn't played nine at all. Well, if he had, he played minimal time there. Um, is approached by Craig Bellamy at the start of the season. Mate, have you played nine? Not really. Started out there uh, in that position at the start of the season. Played the played the house down. Mm. Um, and outside of injuries and maybe got left out for one game. Um, he's been in that side every week. Mm. So he comes in last week. Uh, Pappenhausen gets injured. Um, well, he's playing in the centres. Played 70 minutes. Um, and and he ran for 130 metres, one line break, five tackle breaks, and 15 tackles. Yeah. It's like, like it's just, it just made throw him anywhere. It's in, because people don't realise, like, those stats are high-quality elite outside back stats. Mm. And he's a nine-slash-utility doing yes. things like that. It's super impressive. So he was utility off the bench. Uh, Remus Smith obviously hurts his peck early. Um, he goes on and then ends up playing fullback. When Pappenhausen yeah. went off and made a like a proper line break as a fullback, a crazy like he's a he's a he's a tough little fella too. Reminds me a lot of his old man Rod, um, who played on the wing for the Steelers. Remember the Steelers? Uh, to be honest, the I don't. Steelers. What? But, well, I mean, I was soccer. I was soccer. <laughs> I was going up. That's but right. But I, I will say this: and the Steelers, too. the Steelers, are like their logo and their whole like vibe. Mm. I think it's one of the best like uh, brands brands mm. in rugby league. Yeah, I like it. Good ground, win stadium. Number two. Number two, Ruben Cotter um, up at the Cowboys. He's he's only 23. Can Mate, you believe that? 23. Tough. 120 running metres. Um, he made two tackle breaks and offload 41 tackles on top of that. And in the last two weeks, he has made 95 tackles. How many misses do you reckon? Mate, blow my mind. Zero. Butler. In the, in the middle, and he would be 95 kilos lucky. 95 lucky. tackles and no misses. Incredible. There you go. Anyone sort of struggling with their defense at the moment, go check out Ruben Cotter's defense. Yeah, exactly. Take a few tips. Because he would be one of the smallest middles in the comp. Yep. And I'll tell you what, he the way he's playing at the moment, he great young Queenslander, maybe pushing Schmolky. Maybe pushing for a, maybe a smoky selection for mm, Queensland. Mate, he, he represents, no, as a, a Queensland fan and Queenslander, mm. he, he seems to represent what the, uh, the state's all about. I know Jonathan Thurston's got huge raps on him. Yeah, okay. Up, up there in uh, Townsville. 
Um, and our third nomination, Benny Trebojevic. Just talking to him about him with uh, Kieran Foran. Six, only his sixth NRL game, uh, Kempi, and, and, and only 20 years of age. He had two tries, one try assist, two line breaks, one line break assist. Who does that sound wow. like? Wow, sounds like a guy by the name of Thomas. It's just crazy. Imagine being, imagine being Mr. and Mrs. T- uh, Trebojevic yeah, sitting at home just do? watching the three boys just show what around. Watch <laughs> on Friday night what they do. do they, and, and do they still all live at home? Mate, I'm not sure. I'm maybe not Jay, sure. Maybe maybe Tom's moved out. I just want to get some of their genetics. That's what I want. Okay. Because they'll be creating super soldiers. Really? Well, look at the look at the kids. Yeah, no. They've, they've created actual super soldiers with the Trebojevic brothers. Send them off to stud. Mate, send them off. Once but, they're uh, finished. <laughs> That was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to worksite for over 60 years. After the news, Parramatta Eels prop Junior Bolo is joining us. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run. And I'm excited, Smithy. I'm excited because we got the big fella, the big fella, Junior Bolo. He's on the line, brother. How are you going, brother? How you been? What a win on the weekend. Uh, Cheers, fellas. Thanks for having me, Kyle. It's definitely. One of the the wins to remember, and probably um, you know one that we've we'll, definitely been building towards. Mate, uh, what's it been like? You're co-captain now, and you got named co-captain this year. Uh, first of all, congratulations, mate. I, I know that uh, you would absolutely be so proud of that. Uh, what, what's it been like being a, a co-captain of such a, a illustrious club in the Eels? Yeah, well, look. To be honest, I'm still probably um, learning. Um, my role as a captain, but um, yeah, I, I've kind of left most of the the talking side of things to, to Gutho, and I'll, I'll probably just try to action more on the field. So, um, you know, I don't really say too much at training. I kind of just stand back and let <laughs> Gutho do it. He's pretty good at, at spraying everyone. So, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> main captain, but yeah. Pretty much most of the time, it's more just being um, real action on on the field. Mate, it's a great combo, Kemby, isn't it? With the with the co-captaincy, Gutho oh. loves a chat, loves a chat, loves, loves, talk underwater. That bloke loves loves the sound of his own voice. And, and Junior, <laughs> obviously, he leads by his actions, as you did the other night, mate. Picked up the well, best on ground. Actually, you were man in the match in that uh, huge uh, game against Penrith. Can you, mate? Can you just talk us through the difference? In the in in that one week turnaround from when you didn't play well at all against the Cowboys up in Darwin, um, you know you would have been a little bit embarrassed, I'd say, with that with that loss. But then turn out turn out out at Penrith and play so well and and beat a team that hadn't lost at that venue for for twenty two games. Crazy. Yeah, look, you're not wrong. It was definitely a poor performance for us. And we addressed that at, at the start of the week, and you know, it was said that we didn't have the best prep leading into that. We had like five guys with the flu and we couldn't even field a full team at training. So we ended up playing um, sort of uh, conditioning games and, and more skill-based, um, you know, training session. But, um, you know, the one theme that Brad had for us at the start of the week leading into that game was just to compete. Um, you know, everything he says, um, whether it's a, a loose ball or kick chase. He just wanted us to compete. And um, to be honest, it kind of, um, you know, I, I guess gave the boys the confidence, you know, after that game, just to believe in ourselves, but also just to turn up with the right attitude. It doesn't matter who you play week in, week out. It's, it's more so the flick of the switch of 
being able to turn up to the game with the right mentality and, and the right attitude. So it goes to show that, um, you know, we, we can we can probably not train at all. And as long as we turn up to the game and, and compete, we, we definitely mm. gives our, give ourselves a chance. Mm, mate, absolutely, absolutely. Because your forward pack, when they're on, they're on. Is that something you and um, RCG, Campbell Gillard, have built such a good combination? And it, and it really does feel like out there, you almost take the battle with the opposing forward pack personally. Is that something that you pride yourself on, is winning that battle in the middle? Yeah, well, he's probably going to be happy. I'm giving him another rap, as always. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, the combination that we've built, um, you know, for us, it's our job as as middles. Um, you, you know, you, you want to test yourself week in, week out. And, and I guess, you know, there's an old cliche saying that the game's won in the middle and the back's um, determined by how much. So our job mm. being in the middle is to, you know, get one up on the opposing team. What's uh, actually, speaking of, you know, middles that you've played against, is there a game that you remember going, wow, that's probably, that's probably the toughest forward pack performance I've had to play against yeah um, well that game that just went by against Penrith and probably last year's um, you know finals game against Penrith um, mm. both games right to the 80th minute and um, I, I think with the quality you know that Penrith have gotten you know I think it's it's probably one of the mobile packs that um, going around in the league and you know, they're led by um, Isaiah Yo, who, who pretty much is that link between the halves for them. So it's kind of hard to defend it as a middle when you've got a guy who, who pretty much plays like a halfback in, in the middle. Now, mate, you're, you're averaging this year 150 running metres, 20 tackles and one offload per match. How do you assess your own uh, form this year so far? Yeah, I, I think... Probably being a captain now, it's probably more accountability within myself and um, just mm. um, basing my performance off the team performance and um, and the results that we get. We, you know, our job as leaders is to lead the team and, and you know you want to be able to lead them to victories um, week in week out. So um, you have that accountability um, more so or not. You know now that as a captain, so. Um, you know, the stats side of things, it's, um, you know, it's there for a reason because you want to be on the front foot when when you're heading up against the, the good sides. And But for me, it's more so being able to nail my role week in, week out and, and trying to be one of, you know, the, the best players out there week in, week out. Yeah, and you certainly have been junior um, for Parramatta. And, and also, mate, you've been a mainstay with the Blues since 2020. Um, that's approaching us pretty quickly. And we spoke about your front row partner, RCG. Plenty of talk around his form and his possible selection in the Blues side. How do you see that? Yeah, you know, he's definitely built for, for Origin. Um, we, we see it in his performance week in, week out. There's only one way for, for RCG, and, and that's straight up the guts. Every run that he takes is definitely <laughs> up the back of <laughs> And, uh, and you, you know what you're going to get out of him. So um, he's got that, um, you know, that ruthless aggression in, in defence, but when he's cutting the ball, 
that's exactly what you want to see in the Origin Arena. He just comes off the back fence and he only knows one way. Mm. Mm, mate, absolutely. Now, last night, watching the boxing, mate, and uh, what do I see? <laughs> Junior Bolo's head <laughs> pops up on my TV. First of all, I'm excited that your head pops up on my TV, mate. You know I love you. But then I hear a bit of chatter about you may want to square up with Paul Gallon again. Oh, really? Speak to me, Junior. Speak to me, brother. Oh, that was, you know, there was always going to be that chat about hopping back in the ring. And, um, you know, well, you know, Kettle, I, I, I just love the, um, the the sport in general. It's something that, you know, I've always enjoyed doing and learning the, the craftsmanship of boxing. So, um, you know, there was always going to be that chat if I ever wanted a rematch with Gal. And, um, you know, I, I've always said that I'll put my hand up again. So, um, you know, I think last night showed how, how tough he is, um, you know, going up against a good opponent. And, you know, it's just a matter of time seeing what what holds the future for Gal now. So, But, you know, I'm always open to it. And I'd be saying to Gal, mate, give me your pay packet and I'll, I'll give you a rematch. Gal, <laughs> apparently you made 800000 last night, Junior. Wow, he mate, loves straight cash. in. Mate. You're putting your hand straight up, no, aren't mate, you? Surely. That's the only reason why, if it's the same pay packet. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I don't think there's a man in Australia that loves cash more than Gal. <laughs> surely. I tell you what, you, 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 you're right, though, boxing. mate. He is true. Yeah. <laughs> mate, hundred percent. He is really, you know, truly one of the toughest yeah. uh, footy players we've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, he was fantastic last and night. Can fight too, and absolutely can fight. Absolutely, like he doesn't get enough props for what he's achieved. But just quickly, uh, Junior, your last name. Now, I've been trying to say it correctly, but I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Is it Junior Bolo? Is that it, the correct pronunciation? Pronounce, pronounce. Yeah, 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 mm. uh, yeah. Bolo is, um, you know, the correct pronunciation, and you know, it's something that. Um, I probably didn't address until multicultural round, so I appreciate mm. you taking the time to to actually pronounce it correctly. So, mate, it's uh, Smithy doesn't know my name yet at all. He just calls me the Beak when I walk the in. Beak. So, you know. I, I know your <laughs> name, mate. I know your name. And Junior, I've covered I've covered a few of your matches this year, mate. So I'll make sure that pronunciation of your surname is is correct moving forward. Now, talk about moving forward, though. Big matchup this weekend, mate. The Roosters, um, they've been a little bit up and down this year, um, a little bit like yourself of, of, of late. Um, not yourself, mm. your team, obviously. But big game for the Parramatta Eels um, against the Roosters this weekend. Yeah, always is against the Roosters. Um, yeah, I think you know, they've still got the quality forward pack, and that's always led by JWH, who, who's probably been mm. the enforcer for over the decade or so um and yep. you know they've obviously got got victor still so they're they're, they're a quality team and um yeah I, I think after their performance last week against the titans you know we'll, we'll be doing a lot of videos um today as we've got a late session today so um you yeah. know when, when they're firing and they're on you know they're, they're quite a hard team to stop the momentum once they get the ball rolling and, you know they've obviously got teddy who just pops up everywhere and kind of just wants the ball in hand all the time. So um, it's going to be hard trying to shut him down, but that's a challenge we're looking forward to. Now, just before we let you go, we appreciate your time, mate, today. Um, how's the coach? How's Brad Arthur going? He's not as angry this week? <laughs> no. Because he, he's a cranky man, isn't he? Last, yeah. I was going to say, after the <laughs> performance last week, he, he was still able to find some 
some areas to, to blow up at. Room for improvement, but we we definitely enjoy having him as a coach. Mate, yeah, I mean, you guys are, are truly building into something special, so I, I cannot wait to see you guys play for the rest of the year. Junior, thanks so much for joining us, brother. You know, always appreciate it, and uh, good luck for the rest of the year. Nah, thanks, Legends. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Good luck. Cheers, brother. There he is, the great Junior Bolo. I mean, talk about silky hands for a big man. Oh, in, mate, in, I was just about to say, Kemby, in, in you know, my time playing against Junior, like he was one of the most difficult players to defend against, just yeah. purely because of his size. Yeah. But he's got great footwork. He's got good speed. And he's, you are about to say, he's silky skills with the football. Mm. Like it's just he had so many weapons um, that were coming at you at speed. Um, and you just, you know, for for a guy that was standing in the middle as one of the little men, I'm thinking my first, my first <laughs> preparation to tackle him is just try and get in front of him. But then yeah. he'd come with you with a left foot step, a, a mm. right foot step, a dummy, an offload. Yeah, he's got it all. And and you, you tell it right with the, you know, as a smaller man in the middle, you almost have to make a little bit more effort to make harder contact. If yeah. you know what I mean, so you've yeah. got to brace yourself more than a bigger guy. Yeah, well, well your first, your first. Yeah, you're preparing for contact, so you're committing yourself to mm. to make really solid contact with him. But then, as you're doing that, he just brings out a big left foot step, and yeah. he's gone. Yeah, it's just Incredible. amazing. Uh, legend of a bloke too. I've, I've been dealing with Junior for for quite a few years now, and um, absolute legend of a bloke. We're going to head to a break, but after the break, we're going to s- discuss some of the best moments we've seen in sport this week. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Now. Time now to look back at the best moments in sport this week, thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Best Sheds are up to 40% cheaper. That's right, 40% cheaper. Mm. Now, we've got uh, – I'm going to do number one. Yeah, you, you do number one. me? Yeah, I'll go yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Aussie, Ange Posta Coglu. Coglu, yep. leading Celtic FC to clinch the Scottish Premier League this morning. Now, what is really interesting about Ange is that when he got the job, mm-hmm. a lot of headlines over there was, who are you? Who is this bloke? What? Absolutely. They didn't even they he wasn't even on the radar over there. He wasn't a big name in world soccer. Wow. So much so that I even think the management that recruited him were almost very unaware of his I guess credentials. His credentials and what he had done. He goes there and the first few weeks it was um, very much the fans of like, you know, what are we doing? Who mm-hmm. is this guy? Mm-hmm. Now he is beloved by the fans. Oh, mate. And it is incredible for an Aussie coach to go over there because I grew up playing soccer. Yes. And even in Australia, it may have changed, but when I was growing up, all the coaches, whether English or Latin or, or Spanish or Italian, all mm-hmm. from different cultures, the coaches were yep. because they had been brought up in the game. It's almost like over in uh, USA, mm-hmm. a lot of the rugby league coaches would be the Kiwi or Australia because it is like part of our culture. Yes. And so to see an Australian coach go over there and do what he did, absolutely amazing. Particularly at a club like Celtic. Oh. Like, they're huge. Mate, I played against uh, Scotland, Scotland under-16s national side. Yes. Just outside their stadium. Uh, the Celtic Stadium. Yes. Um, and so it was then under-16 side. It was just before a Rangers-Celtic game before. Oh, it. no way. And the craziness that was happening outside the stadium, mm. to this day, have not seen fans be this passionate. It was, it's almost like a religion over there. Was it like scenes from like Braveheart? Literally. I, I, I'm, I thought I saw William Wallace. <laughs> if, I'm being, if I'm being honest, I thought I saw William Wallace. But that's my number one. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a that's a great uh, nomination. That he's done really well going mm. over there, and just yeah, it's unbelievable. Great great result for Ange. Um, 
Uh, my nomination actually this week was uh, Big Nelson, a sofa Solomona. Mm, his big fella. performance on the weekend. Um, mm. He's actually he's been really good all year mm. for Melbourne, um, and and you can tell when he's not in that side, they're they're a very different footy side. They just mm-hmm. sometimes they lack. Um, a little bit of that that sort of physical presence. Yep. Although they got they got some great players around there, but when Nelson comes on at 130 kilos, six foot six, mm. he you can see opposition players are just shaking in yep. their boots. He completely changes the momentum of a set. Yeah, you can have two poor tackles. He gets the ball. All of a sudden, the whole set is open. Yep. So um, he he's been fantastic last week. Um, scored tries. He's 150th match actually, Kempi. So um, congrats to Big Nass um, playing the house down again, and uh, he'll be up for a huge one, huge yes. one this weekend against Penrith. Oh, he will love this battle in the middle. He'll love it. That was thanks to Best Sheds, who are up to 40% cheaper than the competition. That's 40%. Visit bestsheds.com.au. After the break, we'll wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to text in or call in 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. We've got a chock-a-block last hour for you, so make sure to stick around. Also, if you missed the first two hours, go to Spotify, Apple, put in the Captain's Run, hit subscribe. And the good thing about this show, mate, it's just getting started. It's well, just getting started. We're getting into the serious part of the show now, Absolutely, Campy. absolutely. Now, we've got a text here. Uh, this is from Jed. Hey, Goat Squared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. love it. It's great. Love it's it. great. Long time listener, first time texting him. How long does Justin Holbrook have left? Surely he is under pressure internally. If so, who replaces him? Oh, look, I, I wouldn't say um, necessarily that his his job is on the line. Mm. There's no doubt there'll be there'll be some pressure internally. Yeah. There, there has to be. Like he's employed to uh, help this footy side play well. Um, I'd like to think off the back of last year, they've seen what Justin Holbrook can do. Mm. You know, they were they they made the semi-finals. They uh, they were one pass away from going past the Roosters, yeah. progressing through um, into another week of the semi-finals. So, you know, I'd like to think that they've seen what he his capabilities as a coach. And from what I've heard from many people at the Gold Coast Titans, they they um, are well aware of his abilities as a footy coach and, yeah. and they regard him quite highly mm. as a coach in the NRL. They just haven't got any results um, of, of, well, recently, mm. yeah, this season. They started pretty good. Yeah. They started pretty good. But... Um, um, just you know, they they've they just haven't really fired a shot over the last sort of you know four to six weeks. Um, he has got only a forty percent winning percentage mm. at the Titans, I guess, which doesn't um, sort of read that well. But I think if you look at a lot of coaches over the the NRL, mm. um, you know their their records aren't great aside from Ivan Cleary and Craig Bellamy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, outside mate, of those two, absolutely, they 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 wouldn't be too dissimilar and, and to, to that Cleary, one. Bellamy and Robson, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Trent Robinson. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. No, you're right, but um, um, you know, I, I think that that's a, it's a good um, that's a, that's a great text, but I'd I'd like to think that you know his his head isn't on the chopping mm. block at all, mate. My opinion on this is that I, I understand Titans' frustration. I, I totally get it uh, as fans. But this is a time where you have to hold your nerve. Mm. You've got to hold your nerve here and go, there is a plan. We can all see what that plan is. They've yeah. got a young roster, a young captain. Stick to the plan. they got Kieran Foran coming. they got Kieran Foran coming. I just think, I understand Titans sitting there going, yeah, but, you know, we've, we may have gone backwards. It's like, yes, I understand, but 
sometimes you take a little bit of a step backwards. You you get these young boys. I mean, look at the Broncos, for example. Yep. Now, we are not out of the woods, not even close to out of the woods. Yes. But you can't deny that the the sticking with that young pack isn't beginning to pay a bit of dividends. Oh, absolutely it is. And I just think with Holbrook, he, he absolutely can coach. There's no denying it. Obviously, the NRL and Super League are different. They're very different. Well, yeah, just for the for our listeners, very successful over in the Super League. Yes, one of the more successful coaches they've ever had. Yep. And so... Yes, they're different, but coaching is coaching. So he can do it. Yep. It's just a matter of getting the roster that he believes that can do it mm. to the standards he's hoping to get. So and, I think holding yeah. it. And, and getting the best out of those yeah. those players, which, you know, the, as I said, we, we've seen the quality that they have there, um, particularly over games towards the back end of last year, mm. that, that, that doesn't disappear. It doesn't disappear, nor does the, um, Justin Holbrook's coaching ability. Yeah. But great text, Jed. Great text. Well and, and you know what? It's a, it's a great point because you've got to win games in this business. Yep. It's he, really that simple. You know what he did? You know what Jed did there? He bombed it down the middle like a tailor-made TP5 golf ball. The best in the biz. They are. Number one. M- number one. They were created and became number one straight away. As soon as they come off the, uh, the conveyor belt. Number one. At the tailor-made golf shop. <laughs> so make sure to get in there. <laughs> Now, let's preview the Gold Coast Titans versus St. George Illawarra Dragons. Ooh, yep. 5.30 p.m. Saturday at Suncorp. Mm-hmm. The Gold Coast team news. We've got Jaden Campbell has been named to return. I'm stoked. Yes. I'm stoked to have the big fella back. And I think I think you're right about the injury thing. I think that they were trying to just, just ease him back in because it yep. did seem like that when they were discussing it. Yep. But it is interesting. Brimo has been moved back to the six. Mm. Uh, he will partner Sexton. Uh, Sammy returns from a knee injury on the wing. Asako mm-hmm. is on the other wing yep. with Corey Thompson and Greg Marzu both out. Masters returns at centre. Patrick Herbert drops out. Proctor has been named to reserve list. Uh, Isaac Liu moves into second row. Jared Wallace is the new man in the front row. What I will say is it shows you the depth they've been able to develop at the Titans. Mm. A few years ago, there's no way you're replacing Greg Marzu with, uh, you know, a Sarko or a Sammy. Yep. That is a positive at the very least. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, this will be a good game. Um, I I think uh, it's funny, isn't it, how it's panned out this year with um, Magic Round. So many great matchups. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So many great matchups, mm-hmm. which is, it's it's great for the weekend, great for the fans turning out. Um, I, I I like the Titans in this one, um, and and purely because of uh, Jaden Campbell being back, yeah. they look so dangerous, absolutely so dangerous when he was at fullback, and that probably in in um, something that that aligned with that was um, Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson being at six, mm. you know. Remember his first touch of the season. Like Crazy. so, he missed the first couple of first game or first two games. Yeah, come back first touch. He makes a line break, and I think they did. They, did they end up scoring? Anyway, he made a line break. He made like a forty or fifty meter line break. Mm. Um, and I, and we, we spoke to him leading up to um, mm. his first match, and he spoke about how excited he was at at, at playing in the halves. He spent his entire preseason there. Mm. Um, so you know, with Jaden Campbell out with a rib injury over the past month. He's had to then revert back to one. There's been so many changes through that lineup. Um, the other, the also the other um, inclusion I like is Philip Sami. Mm. He's been in great form. Yeah, when he's year. on, he's on. He's been so good. He's been so good. So um, oh, look, I, I think, I think Titans, yeah, to to get their season back on track, they really need, they need to win this one. But but I actually think they they'll be good enough to beat the Dragons. Who who has have found some form in their own right. Apart from, you know, last weekend when they took on, you know, a very good football oh, side, they, wow. um, 
Like they've, they've been in some pretty good form themselves. Yeah. And for 50 minutes, it was only 12 nil. You know, it really wasn't a blowout from woe to go. No, that's right. They just, they just, they just didn't have the ability to stay with with yeah. Melbourne for the entire 80 minutes. Mm, absolutely. Look, I'm actually going to back the Dragons for this one. You're in the Drags. I, I just, yep. I liked the fact that they started really well last week, and I think that they will be wanting to bounce back drastically. And yes. I just think that their gritty nature may frustrate the Titans a little bit. Yeah, you might be right. Um, yep. But it's going to be a cracking game. It could go either way. Honestly, 50-50 for me. So okay. uh, great game to watch. Now the Storm v. the Penny Panthers. <laughs> Smithy, speak to me. Here we go. Wow. Um, well, huge out, unfortunately. Just just for the occasion, mm. um, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, ruled out. He's well, Do we know exactly? Hamstring, four to six weeks. Four to six. Nothing on the knee? Uh, the knee also, but I think like it's it's the same recovery time kind mm. of thing. So okay, you know, so like it cancels all, out yeah, the other. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he was going to spend some time yeah. either way. Um, big out for Melbourne, but oh. the, but the thing that Melbourne have been able to do better than any other side yep. um, in the competition for a long time now is is to fill the fill the void mm. um, of those that have have gone out through whatever it be injury yep. suspension um, representative. Um, Honours, whatever it be, they, they just replace them. And, and Nick Meany goes back to fullback for them. Uh, Dean Iremeyer, he goes on to the wing. Uh, Remus Smith, obviously, he's out as well. Yeah, um, Torn Peck. Torn Peck. and weeks. Yeah, Marion Seve has been put in, into that side, which is great. He's a, he's a great man, Marion. Mm. Um, just one of, the, one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet, to be honest. Um, so... Look, I, I don't think too much changes with Melbourne. I mm. think Nick Meany just drops into that one jersey. Their game plan won't change a whole heap. They're, they'll still be running their same set plays, their same sequences with the football. Um, you know, a, a, a little bit, a slightly different player to, to Ryan Pappenhausen. Mm. You know, it doesn't have the same sort of zip off the mark and and maybe not the, the tackle-breaking ability that he has, but um, he will slot straight into that system. Um, really well for the, for Penrith, I think they will be stinging, stinging, Kempy. Yes, from that result on oh. the weekend, um, and and I don't reckon no player more than Nathan Cleary. Yeah, for sure. Now they went for down sure. by two. He one one of the strongest parts of of his game is his goal kicking. He missed a couple. One of those was much talked about after the match with the Parramatta trainer oh. running in front. And actually, I was I was sitting down. Um, as part of the broadcast of that game, I was sitting down in the bottom corner where that try was scored. Yeah, and I I seen the trainer run across in in front of the goalpost when it happened. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but I seen it. And I just like that's that's yeah, it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, would Nathan have seen him? I don't think so don't because think so. he he had his focus on the football. Yeah, and, um, but to go down by two points, it's not a great feeling as a goal kicker. Yeah, and I've been in that same situation before. If you go down mm. by a couple of points and you miss you miss a couple of Goals. They were tough. They were tough attempts. Yeah, uh, out wide, um, given. But um, I think they 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 will be relishing the opportunity to get back and and play some of their their good fo- some of their best footy mm-hmm. because they haven't played their best footy over the last couple. Yeah, if for you sure. remember, two weeks ago they yeah. scraped past Titans. Titans mm-hmm. were brave, but they they scraped past them, um, and then last week got beat by Parramatta. Oh, this is this is such a good game. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. I, I just, it's just a shame that that they both don't have their strongest lineups. Yeah, absolutely. But I just I think that the level of footy we're going to see yeah. will be just leaps and bounds. It'll almost be 
the same distance of between normal club and origin. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be origin level. I'm just no, saying no, no, that, no. that yeah, is that, that. that different intensity. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I personally, I just think the Storm, because mm. they are in such red-hot form, yeah. that they'll just pip them. Yep. Whereas the Panthers, they may start really well, but because they've been struggling for their best form in the last couple of weeks, mm. they may just get pipped by the Storm. But... Again, truly a 50-50 game. It really, really is. Do you uh, want my tip or do you think you know who I'm tipping? I think uh, I'm going to shock what? some people. You, know, you may shock some people. Who are you tipping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm going to Mel- tip Melbourne. Um, the thing that might shock a few people is I actually think they might put a bit of a gap on Penrith. Oh wow! Just this time around. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying for one okay. second that yeah you know, they're a better football side than Penrith this year mm. they're they're equal first okay uh melbourne Melbourne have got um a bit of a gap on them in the, as far as for and against, but they've scored something like hundred and twenty points in the yeah. last what no, they've scored more than that Mate, they scored 70, more than that. 46, and then there was like fifty yeah so yeah, it's about hundred and sixty yeah hundred and fifty hundred and sixty points in the last three matches. I agree with you in the fact that I think they're taking a lot more momentum yeah. into this game. Even mm. even with Pappenhausen missing, yeah. I think they're taking a lot more momentum. There's an opportunity for Melbourne to put a little bit of a bit of a, uh, points on on Penrith this week. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you really look at like Penrith Panthers, although they've been great this year, there's probably not a single player that's in career best form right now. No. Whereas you could argue right now, Storm, Pappen Hughes in career best form. Munster. Munster career best form. Hughes is right up there. Meany. Uh, Nelson, Meany. Yep. So Corey Oates. Uh, sorry. Xavier Coates. Xavier Coates. Yeah, it's Corey a difficult Oates. one. Oates and Coates. Um, yep. So, yeah, look, mate. Regardless, the you know who the real winner is, Smithy? Football. Boom. You know, Rugby league. <laughs> Cronulla Sharks. And the fans. And the fans, absolutely. Uh, Cronulla Sharks versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, really interesting game because I'm pretty sure the Raiders beat them early this year or they were no, very they did. close. round one. Round one. So mm-hmm. the Raiders are desperate for a bounce back here. Yeah, they are. They're desperate to get a big scalp. Yeah, well, they, they got a win, a much-needed win last week. Yes. Um, Frawley was very good. Um, he, he was sort of like almost a one-man man. Unfortunate for, like, poor Jared Croker. Oh, he, he's just He's just come back, you know, skipper of the side, just come back from a, a sort of a debilitating knee injury where he had to get stem cell injections, yeah, I think, to get him crazy. to get himself back on the footy park. Mm. Um, and then he then now he's injured his shoulder. Two to elbow. three weeks. Elbow. Was yeah. it elbow or shoulder? Uh, I think uh, somewhere in the arm yeah. region. Shoulder. Yeah, There's shoulder. A shoulder. Shoulder injury. So um, that that's really unfortunate uh, for Jared. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they want to try and build some momentum now, mm. Canberra. They, they really do. Um, do they... Uh, are they good enough to roll Sharkies? Probably you'd suggest no. Do you think the Sharkies could be fatigued from their performance last week? Short turnaround-ish? Um, Ish. I mean, I know it's, it's it's still seven days, but they played Sunday. Raiders played before them. Yeah, big well, game. look, possibly, possibly. But I think they would have learned their lesson from um, when they travelled up to Brisbane to play the Broncos good a point. few weeks ago where they just looked flat. That, yeah. That's that's as... That, you know, thinking memory across all the games they've played this year, that's probably you know the, the most um, un un shark like performance yeah, I've seen sure. all year. And and they played three games in eleven days. Mm. Um, a couple of blokes took some sort of you know they were a little bit feeling unwell. Yeah. Um, into that game, um, so you know I think they had some excuses. 
Um, so they would have learned from that sort of turnaround and the fatigue sort of issue. I think Craig Fitzgibbon may have just lightened the load a little bit this week. Um, and, you know, I, I guess, yeah, we, we forgot to mention to a couple of big outs for Sharkies, Ramey yeah. and Will Kennedy, both suspended. Hines to fullback. Out of that, there's a big change up in Nicholas Hines. Does that change, does that have a huge effect on the way they play? Possibly. Mm. Possibly. It could upset the, the, the rhythm of, of the footy side. A lot more... And Kennedy um, and Ramian have been fantastic Fantastic, yeah. A lot more um, emphasis on, on Matt Moylan's game, mm. being you know the dominant um, half wearing that six jersey. But I, I still... I think Nico Hines, he'll still run the show yeah. with the number one jersey. I think you'll still see him play more like a half than you do a fullback, mm. as he did when he played for Melbourne in yep. that fullback position. Mm. Yeah, I, I just think they, they'll be too strong. They'll look... You know, Canberra will be competitive. I think they'll put up a good fight. I think the Sharks win this, though. Just Just... Purely out of their form line coming into this match. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Look, it's a the the, the good thing for the Raiders is there's an opportunity in front of me. There's an opportunity. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity because you get the big scalp. There's your confidence. It's two on the trot. All of a sudden, you're going okay. You know, we we aren't the team that we're on our way to being the team we think we're going to be. Whereas if they lose this, it's almost like every time they do start to get a bit of momentum, the Raiders, yep. boom, they get chopped at the legs. Yes. So huge, huge opportunity for a few blokes to stand up. Um, I do think that it has really been helpful to have a guy like Frawley in the side because mm. he's got that experience, makes mm. the right calls in, in the second half. You know, I uh, on the weekend, second half rolls around, guess who gets two repeat sets off the bat? Frawley. Yep. Yep. And it's just little things like that that he brings to the team. So huge opportunity for Raiders. I do think it's going to be a great match, but I think the Sharkies just pip them. Just pip them. Uh, After the break, we will share our Holy Schnitz moments of the week. See you on the other side. Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Oh, stop it, Smitty. Yep. Stop it. It's making me hungry. I'm absolutely starving. Could eat my own shoe, mate. Could eat my own shoe. Um, And I'll tell you what's better than a shoe. A schnitty. Yeah, a schnitty. schnitty from Schnitz. Love him. Uh, now, look, this is my nomination for the holy Schnitz moment. A 40-year-old gallon. That is right. 40-year-old. 40? 40-year-old gal. I thought he's 50. Mate, he looks it. He looks it. I'm <laughs> only joking, gal. Um, only joking, mate. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Uh, I tell you what, if I need ever need my nose done, I'll come and see you and you'll be able to sort it for me. <laughs> uh, but, mate, 40-year-old gal. Yep. Lasting 10 rounds and going toe-to-toe with uh, Chris Terzewski. Yes. Um, the Australian champion. Look, I, I say this. I feel like I say this for every week. Mm. But Gal does not get the appreciation that he deserves. He is one of the toughest athletes this country has ever produced. Yep. And what he has been able to do as the, – the crazy thing is, if he was there as, as a 25-year-old or even a 30-year-old fighting Chris mm. – even losing to him would be respectable as a boxer. Mm. To be able to do it at 40. at 40 and you aren't even a boxer, you've only been boxing for two or three years, is absolutely incredible. Off the back of, like, what was it, almost a 20-year NRL career too. Like, Mate, your body's bashed up and... Absolutely amazing. Honestly, I cannot speak highly enough of his toughness and, and his ability to take risks. So congratulations, Gal. Yep. Huge night last night. Good on you, Gal. Great nomination. Um, mine this week is, well, it's along that same theme the same team that uh, Gal played for, the Sharkies, mm. and, and the way they were able to, well, win the match with, with well, they played with 11 men, Kempi, for, for a 10-minute period. They played they played with 12 men, one man down for the most part of that match, but they, mm. there was a 10 minutes there where Jesse Ramian went, the bench, uh, went to the sin bin after 
Uh, Will Kennedy was already sent from the field in the first half um, and did not concede a single point. They they almost went up a gear. Did not concede a single point. How does that happen? It was incredible. I, I can't remember a game where I've seen something like that happen. Yep. You know, 11 men and they go up a gear and score more points. They don't just hold on to a lead. Yep. They go up again. So you're thinking, right, you know, we just spoke about before, before the break, about the, you know, the game this week and are they going to feel the effects of, you know, having to play with 12 men and then for a short period play with 11? Mm. Or does it flip the other way and go, well, you know what? We, we played last week for 10 minutes with 11 men and did not have a single point conceded against us. Yep. So oh, we are man. super confident in what we're doing. And it, it just shows you that rugby league really is all about attitude. Absolutely. Because they had no right, but everyone got on board and the energy lifted and they scored more points. So, yep. mate, Sharkies are looking good, looking real, real good. They were our holy schnitz sporting moments thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now? Snitch. Handcrafted snitchels made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 10 preview. That is right. Next, uh, tomorrow, I'll be on Morning Glory with Matty Johns. Uh, nine Between 9 and 12. Love love my time on the Matty Johns show. It's, yes. uh, it's absolute legend. So is uh, Webby. Webby's also there. Comes up with some curly stories, though. Oh, mate. Curly ones. Absolutely fantastic yarn. Absolutely fantastic yarn. But let's get back to our round preview. We've got the Sydney Roosters versus the Para Eels. Now, what's really interesting about this game is if you had mm-hmm. said at the start of the year the Roosters versus Eels, you would have said, this is a blockbuster. Now, it still is a big game, but the Roosters really haven't hit the heights that we thought they would. No. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, look, I think, um, well, Parramatta first up, they'll be brimming with with confidence uh, off that victory against Penrith. They were they were, they were were very good. They were outstanding. And that, that, that attitude and that mindset is what they need to take into every match that for the remainder of this year with like we are going to attack. Yeah. We're going to attack with the ball, we're going to attack without the ball and just take themselves to the game. Mm. Brad Arthur um he he said as much in the pre-match um speaking with the media was that we I've spoken to the players and we need to take ourselves to the game. Mm. Because when you sit around and wait, particularly against these good football sides and see how they're going to turn up, Sometimes you find yourself caught in the blocks, and it's yeah. really hard then to get going. Yep. You're just chasing, chasing yourself, chasing the scoreboard. Whereas what they did, they they just went, no, well, let's get let's get ourselves amongst Penrith straight away. They were physical. Mm. They they got up and just like they bashed a lot of the the Penrith's big men. Yeah, they need to replicate this weekend uh, that performance against the Roosters. Mm. Because if the Roosters are aside, if, if if you give them a bit of a sniff and you mm. give them a little bit of a look and a soft start, mm. then they can they can really do some damage quickly. Yeah, quickly. Um, Takiaho now starting in the front row, I think, is a, a, a good move for them. Lindsay Collins, well, he's suspended, um, been in some pretty good form. Connor Watson back in the side uh, for an injured Sam Verrills. Mm. Um, he can add some danger, and he's one of the guys that I was just talking about where. If you give guys like him an opportunity early, yeah, he can do some damage quite quickly. So I think for Parramatta, um, they they need to take that same aggressive, fast um, approach to this match against the Roosters. Yeah, absolutely agree. And and the thing with the Roosters is right now it's confidence for them. So if you take that confidence away in the first twenty, yeah, they almost go, oh no, here we go again. Whereas yeah. if you're giving them a sniff, yep, they go, hang on a sec, we actually are we're the Roosters with one of the best squads in the comp. Yep. We, we can do this. Yeah, so. we're, and we're just talking about um, you know guys like you know, Takiaho and and Connor Watson can be, but you forget like Kiri, 
uh, Tedesco. Yep. Walk, know, Walker the, is playing these some good type footy. of players that you know they you you give them a little bit of momentum. It's really hard to stop. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the Roosters, though, huge opportunity, huge opportunity to yep. just get everything back on track. You know, yep. I think I think a lot of us were looking around after a few losses with the Roosters going. They'll they'll sort it out. They'll sort it out. The problem is, is we're nearly midway through the year. It needs to get sorted <laughs> yeah. out pretty soon. Yep. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. And, and I think, well, they're in a position where, you know, if they lose a few more and sides underneath them like, um, you know, the Broncos and the Rabbitohs, it's, it's quite congested, yeah. you know, from sort of that fifth down to tenth. Yeah. If if any of those sides in and around those those numbers – they lose a couple in a row. They could they could very quickly find themselves outside of the eight. Yeah, which is crazy and, to think. And and you just you cannot plan for what's going to happen in the rest of the year. That the Rooster side they'll they'll have a handful involved in Origin. Yeah. So they're going to be missing players for that period. Then who knows with with injury and and whatnot moving forward, you know you just, you can't leave yourself vulnerable for the last you know sort of eight to ten weeks of the season. Mm, absolutely. So I think it's going to be a cracking clash. I think the Roos is going to take this opportunity to, to really take it to a dominant Eels pack. Yep. Um, but I, I just think the Eels are just going to be a just bit too classy yeah, on the day. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think they, they just take a lot of confidence out of I, I really – this is the last thing I want to see, Kemby, mm. is such a great performance against Penrith, oh, yeah, right? And yeah. then, oh, same old Eels. Yep. They, they go back turn, to their old ways. They don't turn up and get dusted by the roosters by yeah. plenty. So, look, what's crazy is, is that they, for very different reasons, they both have a huge opportunity to set the rest of their season up. Yep. They really can lead them into uh, the rest of their season. Yes. Now the Tigers v. the Cowboys. Now talk about the Cowboys, <laughs> the Smokies. Now Todd Payton has come out and said that he may have put a little bit too much pressure on Jason Tamalolo last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting because, first of all, I love Payton's honesty, you know, just giving us an honest feedback of what, what he thinks. And it's interesting because last year I did talk about that quite a lot, thinking that maybe as a rookie coach he was hanging in the black and white rather than the grey area of some guys need a little bit of a cuddle here and there, some guys need the harsh love. Yep. But regardless of whatever happened last year, he it's clearly worked this year because mm. Peyton, Peyton and Fitzgibbon for me are the coach of the year so far. He's You're been right. outstanding, yep. Peyton, outstanding. So yep. the Cowboys look great. How do you see this match playing out? Uh, look, I think it's just, it's pretty straightforward for me, this one. I think the Cowboys, their form has just been unbelievable, really. Mm. And, they're, and they're playing like we spoke with Scott Drinkwater. Mm. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Um, and he spoke about, you know, the confidence that the group have at the moment. Um, they're playing quite freely. Mm-hmm. I think he, he himself has really added a just a, a new dimension to that to that attack. Yeah. And just he's, he's, his ability to, to create space for, you know, people around him, um, you know, to, to put on some points. Um, the young guys are competing hard. Mm. It just seems like they're in a really good position at the moment, a very – in a really good headspace, you know, with their approach towards their footy, is that we're we're, we're going out there, we're playing energetic footy, and we're just going to compete on yeah, everything, absolutely on everything. And, and that, that, the kicking, as you said, the kicking. yeah, yeah, and and you know, Chad Townsend, he's he's been a, a great um, buy for them, uh, moving up there. Just just his ability to control matches with his kicking, um, you know, just to settle Tommy Dearden. Tommy Dearden's been playing great footy for a young yeah. man as well. So they're just. They're in a really good spot at the moment with you know some some youth, some rookies coming in, getting their first opportunity. Where they're hungry, they're out there competing on every play. Some older guys, a good mix of young and old up there at the moment, and 
th- th- there's no surprise as to why they're sitting third. Mm, absolutely. When you look at a team that is doing all the little things right, mm. it's probably the Cowboys. They're yeah. getting, they're truly getting the best out of every single player that puts on that jersey. Absolutely. Which is all you can ask as a yeah. coach. When Toddy Payton mentioned about putting too much pressure on Tao Malolo, what, what does he mean by that though? Well, I, yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was, in in a sense, trying to relieve pressure off him by saying, "Oh, look, I'm going to cap his minutes." Yeah, I mean, it's, so basically, the quote was this: "I put a bit of pressure on him, which, in hindsight, was not the right thing to do. But we've come out the other side and knew it would all quieten down uh, when we started to win." I think what he means by pressure is like maybe the public, like saying, "Oh, Tamalolo missed this tackle in in a post match press uh, conference." Okay. Maybe okay. it's like that angle of of um, yes. Being just speaking, be, being too honest. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and 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 most of his like his media um, press con- like his, all of his press press conferences, he was mentioning Jason mm, a yeah. lot. And it, with his Jason's performance and yep. Jason's run and Jason's minutes and okay, yeah, absolutely. And and you know it's it's. It's interesting because I really love Peyton's honesty mm. and it's all just about as a rookie coach, I assume just learning just the game learning. a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, if I say something small about Tamalolo, mm. I only mean it as a small thing, but we all know how sometimes stories can turn into. Well, it's taken out of context. Yeah. Monsters of their own where a small little comment is turned into a big headline issue. I mean, for a, for a period there, a lot of us thought there was an issue between Peyton and Tamalolo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they kept coming out saying there is no issue, guys. Like we are totally mm. sweet. Yep. Um, now, onto the Tigers. I, I personally, I know they've lost two in a row, yep. but I think they've been playing some great footy. There's identity there. They're tough. They're working for each other. They've been in every single game. I actually don't mind where the Tigers are at right now. No, I'm the same. And, um, yeah, they, they, I think internally, like they'll, they'd give themselves a red-hot chance yeah. yep. to win this match against the Cowboys. Um, Look, if they can do the Eels, they can do the, the Cowboys. Absolutely. Um, Luciano... Um, returning as well. Yep, I think that's in. that's a huge in. He's been one of their stronger players all year. So mm. um, oh, look, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a neutral ground. You know, Cowboys may have a few more fans up there being Queensland, but mm. I think um, they'll give themselves every opportunity to be in this one. And as you mentioned, like if they they're good enough when they take a great attitude into those matches, like they did against Parramatta and the Rabbitohs. Mm. They can beat the good side, so yeah. This is this is they're coming up against a side who are in very good form at the moment. Mm. They just need to get all the little things done really well to give themselves an opportunity. They mm. can't afford you know errors on errors. They can't afford you know simple um, disciplinary um, uh, mistakes, as in you know set restarts and penalties, mm. allowing the Cowboys you know just easy options getting out of their own end. Yeah, because at the moment they're, they're a very good attacking side. Yeah. Absolutely. Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when I talk about turning the ball over too, the Cowboys have got a pretty good defensive ref- record this year. It's yep. one, it's a h- huge improvement in their game mm. from 2021 to yeah. this year. So when, when they've got the football, particularly in, in good ball, they really need to be making the most of their opportunities. Oh, mate, totally agree. I, I, I would just, if I'm the Tigers, I'm looking back to the, um, the Eels games, the Rabbitohs game and going, boys, like, we can beat these sides. We absolutely are not, yep. you know, we have the squad to beat the better sides. I would also, wouldn't be looking at, you know, the Sharks specifically, but mm. when the Sharks were a player down, all they did was continue to get repeat sets. And so what I would be doing if I'm the Tigers yep. is taking the field position away from the Cowboys so that they can't yep. get those little sneaky tries like the cross field kicks to Nanai. That only happens with field position. Yeah. You know, and so if I'm the Tigers, I'm going, look, 
rather than being worried about scoring points, let's just worry about field position and keeping them in their yeah. end. They'll make a mistake. Continue to build pressure. Yeah. Continue to build pressure on the opposition and mm. and wear them down. Like don't like as you mentioned, Camby, don't don't try and win the game in in the in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Be happy to play a long game mm. and and I think maybe. Maybe that that mindset of of looking for repeat sets and you know just trying to you know, play you know a, a really measured game of footy has changed a little bit with the rule changes where there's been set restarts. You see multiple re- yeah. restarts all the time now. Yeah. Um. So more times than not, the result of the you, you get repeat sets through set restarts from the referee yeah. rather than trying to roll mm. a little a, a grubber into the in goal and, yeah. and trapping the opposition in the in goal and then mm. receiving a dropout. It's more around you know set restarts when you when you're attacking the opposition try line. So maybe the art of rolling one in is sort of gone. Yeah. Um, whereas you see more now. You know teams get sometimes two three sets consecutively yep. without any sort of break and they and 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 what that does is. Eventually, they just fall over the line mm. because the opposition side can't can't handle defending sort of eighteen tackles in a row. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, you're exactly right. I think they need to play that game where they they're looking to just continually apply apply pressure mm. to the Cowboys any in, in any form they can. Because mm. it's it's like uh, when you play, say, the Storm, you can win field position and they'll still score a seventy still meter beat try. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas most teams in the comp, if you can keep them down their end, they're not going to score a 70-meter try. Yeah. Um, Cons- so, consecutive sets are the key. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've got some text here. Uh, good morning, Cam and Denon. Michael from Logan. Nick Meany is a good player. I thought so when he was at the Knights and can't believe they let him go. Obviously, Ponga arriving had something to do with it. Uh, this is a really interesting one, Michael. I just want to speak quickly about the Knights nice recruitment. Do you think that they need improvement in that area, Smithy? In, in the Knights in, in recruiting. Well, yeah, because they've got a guy like Meany who they, I guess, Nick, didn't Nick Meany went to the Storm. So Meany went from the Knights to the Dogs to the Storm. Oh, sorry. We're, yeah. we're going right back. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the Knights. And yeah. I just want to talk about the Knights recruitment because of the position they're in. Yes. Do you think that it is something that maybe need a bit of improvement? Oh, look, I think if you look at their squad at the moment, if if, you, if everyone's healthy mm. and on the park, I think they've got a pretty decent squad. Yeah, okay. Don't. Do you agree no, with that? I, like, I totally agree. I, I would say their outside backs, they probably... A little bit lean. A little bit lean in their yeah. outside backs. Dane Gogo changed that a lot. Yes. It's it's difficult, isn't it? It's really hard to have like depth and strength through every position on the field. Yeah. Sometimes some, you see most teams, they're strong in one part, a little bit um, lean in others. Um, it's, it's, re- it's, a, it's a juggling act. It really is to mm. try and balance out your squad. So when you look at a squad... Um, as a whole, you've got depth in every position. Mm. Um, that 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 is the challenge. Yeah. That is the challenge for these list managers, and I, and I don't envy their their roles oh. at all in in these NRL organisations. But that is that is the the you know the test of a of a really good recruitment manager and a list manager. As far as you know, Newcastle, I, I think they've got a I think they've got a strong squad. Yeah, they just need to be able to get them all on the park and keep them on there. Mm, absolutely. Now after the break, more of your texts and calls, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've got some texts here, Smitty. Here's a question, a very interesting question. Hey, goats, thoughts on halves pairing of Hines and Cleary for New South Wales? Um. Yeah. Look, that that sounds great. Um, particularly with Nico Hines and his form this year, but I don't think that will happen. Mm. I think it'll be Cleary Luai mm. and 
Uh, most certainly now with Pappenhausen injured, I think uh, Nico Hines will be in the 14. I thought Nico Hines would be 14 even with Pappenhausen fit. Mm, yeah, I mean, he's so versatile, playing so well. It's a, it's a really thing. If there's one thing the Panthers and New South Wales have taught us over the last year or so is that form isn't as important as combinations in the halves. Mm. Combinations is the most important thing, in my opinion. You can have a guy that has a bunch of line breaks or heaps of tackle breaks, but he, the, the the flow of the game gets yeah. disrupted because he's not getting to the points of the field that you're asking him to. Yeah. And then you can have another guy that may not have as good stats, but he works better with his seven. Mm. And I think that Jerome Luai uh, absolutely works better with Cleary and he's proven it. Well, on they, they, they complement each other's games mm. and they have an understanding that no other player has. Mm. For each other, yeah, and Isaiah so, Yo as well. That so yeah. you know with with such a strong um, Penrith presence in that in that um, New South Wales side, yeah, I don't think you can take Luai out of the six jersey at all. No, I totally agree. Uh, hey, gents, my question is: Do you think a draft system would ever work in the NRL? Do we have enough talent? Look, I the talent argument, I initially was on board, but the more I look at it, I feel like. It, is it a talent argu- uh, a talent argument, or is it more a lack of high quality systems that exist? Mm. It rather, you know, it's a, not a, well a coaching. Uh, do we have a lack of coaches rather than talent? Because how many times do we see average players that are not average players, but players that aren't world beaters, go to the storm and become world beaters? And that's clearly system. Mm. Um, those same players at the dogs, are, you know, like Nick Meany's a perfect yeah, si- example. System and a good coach. Yeah, system and a good coach. And so I think, like, is it rather the systems that aren't there to create the players mm. rather than the talent? Well, uh, yeah, I think it might be a little bit of both at mm. the moment. Um, mm. And if you're talking about coaching, I'd, I'd, it's not just at NRL level, I think. I think it could be mm. all the way back to grassroots. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's because it's like a, a thankless job, you know. There's mm. not... Um, you know, there's not uh, much pay in it and there's not systems all put together. But, yeah, great question. Draft system, maybe maybe it could work, maybe it wouldn't. Uh, but it's interesting to uh, definitely explore down the track. Now, let's head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap the whole show up. Thanks for listening, guys. Captain's Run, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely, lovely Thursday. Uh, great, great episode, mate. Thank you so much, Smithy, for uh, blessing us with your footy knowledge. <laughs> thank you, Kempy, for uh, your outstanding hosting ability. It's crazy. <laughs> Mate, mate, how good are you? You're oh, so good, mate. I, honestly, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how I do it. Thank you to all of our uh, callers and our texts coming yeah. in today. Mate, I tell you what, what's great is how much the show is growing, how many more texts we're getting each week, how many people like, get messages saying it's becoming their favourite show. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, I'll be personally at the Caxton Street Hotel between 1 and 3 p.m. on Saturday saying hello. Yep. Uh, you'll see Smithy on your, your big TV screen. Yep. And we're broadcasting. SEN's broadcasting all weekend. All weekend. So make sure to tune in. But... If you don't see us on the weekend, we'll see you next Thursday. See ya.